That music can only mean one thing, Austin. I don't know. Did we perform some sort of occult ritual and bring Drewster back from the dead? By the hoary whores of Hoggoth. By the balls of Balsack. Balsack or whatever the hell <laughs> There's it is. a lot of whores there, too. <laughs> Drew has risen from the dead. He's back with us this week. Welcome to episode 7 of Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your host, Hunter Smith. I'm Austin Smith. I'm some guy. Drew Pinsky. <laughs> no, <laughs> Drew Alderson. Um, we're back on our regularly scheduled schedule. Scheduled. Scheduled. <laughs> back to our regularly scheduled programming. Um, Hunter, get that New Mutants team base out of your mouth. Our Gen, our Gen Con experience kind of threw us off, but now we're back to a typical Saturday-Sunday episodes. Um, Austin and I talked a lot last week about Gen Con and and uh, our experience with it. Drew, just give us a quick overall summary on, on your thoughts looking back on your first Gen Con. That was your first time ever going, right? Yeah. Dude, that was me and Austin's first clicked time. Drew made a lot this of This was Drew's first time ever <laughs> going. So what? What? how did you like it, Drew? It was probably some of the best times I've ever had in my life. It Just hanging out with your friends for like 12 hours straight, grinding through battle royals and tournaments. There was a lot of bro bonding going on. It, we have grown as a unit. It was fun. Underline the word unit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it was so much fun. I... I have so many stories to tell, I won't get into them, but, like, just great times, great memories, met a lot of cool people. Uh, did you meet someone very important to you, Drew? Oh, yeah. Somebody signed something of yours? Oh, yeah, uh, Brian Kibler and Justin Gary signed, like, my copy of Ascension. By the way, Brian Kibler is a beautiful man. If you ever meet him in person, you will go blind. Brian? Tell, tell the people, the nice clicks people, who Brian Kibler is. He's in the Magic Hall of Fame. I mean, he's he's pretty... He's a magician, right? He's a magician. He's a member of the League of Magicians. <laughs> <laughs> he's a magic player, I assume multiple time champion. He, yep. he has won a lot of tournaments. Or else you wouldn't have been so excited to meet him and have him sign your stuff. And Drew was frozen in awe. I was just like, wow. <laughs> um... We met, yeah, like you said, we met tons of nice people from HC Realms and and um, former champions like George. George is my favorite player because the reason I like and like and respect George so much is not only does he win multiple time, you know, worlds and nationals, but he always has a different team than everybody else. And he always does it. What I like about seeing about his like, <laughs> method of play. I like the way for one he stands most of the time because it's a it's really tech it's tactical. Yeah, awesome. I said I'm gonna start standing every time I play too because it just gives you such a great vision of the board that and it's intimidating. That yeah, that's what I, that's what I was <laughs> saying. Especially if you're George and you got also, calves the size of tree trunks. <laughs> Jesus Christ, George. Um, yeah, it just it does give you that for one. Like I was saying, it it kind of gives you a intimidation factor too. Just the fact that. You're standing up and they're sitting. Like, it, you talk about it in psychology and college and stuff. Like, people don't naturally like being looking up to someone. Yeah. Or and you also don't like being tapped on the head. Like it's a weird thing, but you like you hate being tapped on the head 
by someone so bigger. What you're than saying you. is, I need to just start tapping people on the head. <laughs> but it just—it's it, kind of that thing where you don't like someone being ahead of you, and even though you don't realize it subconsciously, you're being intimidated. You know what I mean? You're yeah, naturally it, it being changes intimidated. how you play too. And uh, but yeah, it's so nice. And he always stands up when he plays. But he all, he wins majors. He's almost literally always in top eight, and he always plays different teams. Like he he's never playing whatever the typical meta is. For instance, after he won Worlds a few years back, he designed Black Adam, and Black <laughs> Adam came out, and then he used it the next year at Gen Con, and almost, he got third, I think. He almost won the whole thing with a figure that was not a major meta figure at all. Like, it was not in the top 16, or even probably 20-something like, for that I'd matter. I'd like to see if we can get him or somebody else big like that just to I, call in once. I doubt it. But uh, he also... Like at Origins this year was playing an animal team and and yeah. got top eight with animals. That so, was a cool team too. Anyways, we saw you know we met so many awesome down to earth nice guys and it was really inspiring. Um, today we're going to be talking about spoilers. There hasn't been a whole lot of news that's came out since our Wednesday episode. Um, we'll be talking mainly about Wolverine and the X Men sealed today. Um, talk about our favorite pieces and pieces that when you see them in your booster you should build around like the really top-notch sealed pieces Bertha! we're gonna talk uh, and then we'll do a little community and we'll talk about video games and comics for this week all right let's get into some news now the the one that everybody's talking about is not an actual official news story it's kind it's of a solicit. it's a solicit that someone noticed and posted on realms and that is for the Avengers and the X-Men, which is the next upcoming event after Fear, Fear Itself. Well, go ahead and give us a quick summary of what the uh, the solicit said, Austin. Um, the solicit basically states that in order to play in the event, you have to purchase a $40 starter kit for either Avengers or X-Men. Now, that's MSRP. There will be stores running it cheaper, depending. But Well, also more expensive, depending. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, it's assumed that the tokens and the dice we saw will come with those. Um, since we don't know any details on AVX yet, we're not sure if these are going to be full of maps and scenarios that are required to be played for the event. We don't know how long the event's going. And we don't know if like some stores are going to limit it to where you have to play one you bought there to use it or what they're going to do with it. It did, Didn't it say that there were six oh, figures? You get six Switch Clicks figures, depending on... Right, it, it did specify that they were Switch Clicks. Which... Maybe we're going to get that Avengers team-based after Yeah, all. so people kind of have it in their head that, oh, are they going to be team-based figures? Which they just put out two X-Men team-based Yeah, which I find kind of odd. Unless they're going to do, like, a a major... Ooh, what about a Phoenix 5 team base? Yeah, but the Phoenix 5 that... aren't Switch Clicks. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying the new, like, if they put new ones that are... Yeah. I, I'm be... not saying I want them. Yeah, it would, deva- it would kind of devalue the chases. Um, I don't know. I feel like if they did X-Men... Although we have blue and gold already. One that just has, like, the basic run of Magneto, Emma, Scott, um, Hope, and, like, a few others or something would be kind of interesting if they did it right. Um, yeah, so we'll be keeping an eye on that, and as soon as we find out more details on the on the forums, we'll inform you guys. I would kill for info on that. But so far, that's what, all we know. $40 MSRP, either an Avengers pack or an X-Men pack, and it has six switch clicks. We do not, like Austin said, we assume that there's going to be maps and scenarios and those dice and tokens that we saw at Gen Con, but it did not actually say that. All it listed specifically was six switch clicks. 
Um, moving on, the Mighty Scenario Pack came out this week. I got mine! Woo! Austin's a butthole and bought it right out from under me when I was about to pull it off the shelf for myself. Not my fault your face was down in those fear itself boosters sniffing that new box goodness. I was busy doing my work. He always does that too. If you want something, he will snatch it right from under you. No, I've been waiting on this thing all week. That Iron Man. So people have been super excited and been all abuzz about this Iron Man. I don't know what you're talking about. I personally, I think he's he's not amazing for his points, but he's he good. is. If you know that the book of the skull is going to be played, he's well worth his points. Overall, I don't know that he's that great for two fifty, but he's at least interesting. Well, um, go ahead. I was going to say, um, right off the bat, the thing I like is he starts on his revert click. So you could choose to swap him to another Iron Man of equal to or less points, um, which could include, I, I don't know if it would include, what what is the exact wording on it? Is it you can turn him into any figure named Iron Man with that many points? Give Iron Man a free action and replace him with a figure with the same name and less points the same number of clicks from its starting line, which would so just be one. So it have to be one just named Iron Man. You couldn't do any That character worse. can't be given an action this turn and modifies its attack and damage values by plus one for the rest of the game. See, the, well, what I'm saying is, like, you can play him like this, go up against a book, and if you don't go up against a book the next round, swap him for another big Iron Man. There's going to be some big Iron Men in the II set, probably. That are high point cost, really powerful ones. That's certainly plausible. Well, we got a lot of expensive ones in the Iron Man 3 set, too. But if the chases end up being like a Hulkbuster, a Thorbuster, right. stuff, and they're just named Iron Man. Right. Um, the one thing I would like to point out, though, is he's got the perfect top dial that I want off an Iron Man, though. I want pin side. I want um, running shot. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And outwit. I completely derped. His, da- his stop clicks his damage power, so it's his fifth click. <laughs> yeah, my my apologies. I was gonna I was gonna correct you whenever I got around to talking, but go ahead. Um, he's got a he's got a great imperviability where uh, he can't take um, he can't take penetrating damage, but from uh, Pinsai. Yeah, the the way it reads, Iron Man can use impervious, but reduces damage to zero on a four to six. So he has a fifty fifty chance instead of a thirty three percent chance and of no hitting his impervious. When Iron Man is targeted with psych- penetrating psychic blast damage to him is not penetrating, this power cannot be countered. So you can't outwit it, you can't psychic blast it. So the only way to cut through it is going to be exploit weakness. And then he's got a 7 range, 2 target, running shot, flyer. He's got outwit at 7 range, which is one more than usual. I feel like he's he's expensive. I like his keywords. He's got Asgardian, no Avengers. He's got the Mighty, and he's got Stark Industries. You could throw some you could throw some fun teams together with him, I think, and he's probably gonna be one I'm gonna play a lot. Like I told you guys, I'm planning on repainting mine because I don't really like the silver of it. See, I, I think he looks awesome. When we saw him at Gen Con, is yeah. that silver and orange, right? Yeah, yeah, he looks cool. He looks yeah. sweet. The reason we were saying he's so good against uh, Fear of Self is his trait, Hammer Hunter. When Iron Man hits a character with a relic or resource assigned to them, they cannot use that relic or resource. Until Iron Man takes damage from an attack. No, the emphasis is from an attack on there. Plus with yeah, plus that coupled with that amazing defense power, it's going to be hard. And then um, since his top clicks on click five, if you wanted to revert him into the M10 Iron Man, the plus one attack and damage for the M10 Iron Man is really good. Yeah, and, and you would still be um, yeah. still have the anti resource um, shield in cap Iron Man, the uh, the shield triple bolt in cap Iron Man. Uh-huh. He's under. He's like what two twenty five. He's up there. The shield. He's one fifty. He's one fifty. Yeah, 
He's a good one. I mean, if he reverted into if click five is pretty solid for him, he could be a good choice if yeah. they they're not running resources. Now, there's one other figure in this set, and he is stupid good for his points. It's Split Lip. He's only twenty freaking points. Now, so first of all, a twenty point Asgardian is good enough as it is because Asgardians are expensive. They need more cheap figures. But he's twenty points for only three clicks of life. But those three clicks are worth it, mainly due to his attack power. I'll forge your weapon. You blank. Friendly characters can use free actions instead of power actions to make a relic roll and modify their roll by plus one if not already modified by this effect. Now, I stopped and talked to uh, Lanon, one of the uh, rules judge guys. Who we met at Gen Con. Yeah, well, I stopped and talked to him at Gen Con about this. There's a big discussion going on about it because they haven't figured out if it works with the Book of the Skull yet. They're trying to figure out the intention. Um... I th- like a few people like he he said personally he thinks it should which would make this figure Why wouldn't ridiculous it? because the book of the school specifically states when they're given a power action then it's automatically picked up oh I see so since they're being, being given a free action to pick it up it wouldn't be automatic so people have been running by the yeah phone. but it says can use free actions instead of power actions I'd I, I think it should work, but I'm not uh, an expert. Yeah, we're just, we're just kind of waiting on the result. It's all going to depend on WizKids and what yeah. they want. Yeah, to do that's with true. It. It's a 20 point, he's a 20-point silver ring enhancement. That alone, I'd run on almost any team. Enhancement for 20 points, dude. And then on top of it, that power. Um, so what people are running right now is if their venue rules that he can't, they do what's called fast and sloppy, where you can use the free action, but since you pick it up like a normal relic, you'd have to roll for it. But you'd have a higher chance. So, um, he, he's a good piece. I, I love Stark Industries' keyword, as Guardian and Stark Industries. Um, we're going to see a lot more Stark Industries in the Invincible Iron Man set. Yeah, um, most he, likely. He's just a great... For 20 points, dude, you cannot beat that. Yeah, we're talking... We, we already talked about how we're going to do a Fear Itself um, constructed at some point. When we do, I'm probably not going to allow either one of those two. Really? They're going to be too good. Why would Aww. you not... It, exactly. Think about it. The whole point of the Fear Itself seal yeah, is to build a team that you don't pull how? to build it. They're gonna, they're gonna literally f everybody over. That's like, so. Like, why would, at least, I mean, I may allow split lip, but why would I allow the thing that count the hard counter to everything in the set? That's, That's just, why I was gonna play him. <laughs> why not just allow Justice League team base? Like, it's gonna be nothing but everybody playing the Iron Man if I allow them. Yeah, true. I probably will just do main set anyways. I probably. I mean, although Scotty and Cap don't really screw anything over. The problem, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, he's the, cap, just, the he's cap's literally not that great a, within Fear Itself itself anyway. He's like literally the, a hard counter. I know. I just like him because he's cool. Yeah, that's true. Cap. Cap not, without we'll, another Cap. We'll just do the Ellie's and the main set. Yeah. Because, you know, it'll then, be nice being able to construct your your own big team instead of... Pull, yeah, and then you'd be able to run Scotty's Warbot and stuff like that if you allowed the side ones. No, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the other thing that comes with it, there's a specific relic, Hunter, that comes with the... Uh, oh, the uh, Uru Forge? Yeah, the Uru Forge is a cool little thing, especially with Split Lip. Oh, there's also a lot of uh, bystanders, Oh, there's some, there's some pretty good bystanders. Let's talk about the Uru Forge here. Um, it's a relic 3 to 6. When a character would place this relic on its card, choose one... <laughs> You either modify their speed or range by plus three for the rest of the game, modify this character's attack, defense, or damage by plus one for the rest of the game, or you remove this from the game and replace it with another relic of equal or less than points in the same square. Now to clarify, because this gets asked a lot, if if you try to pick it up, you would place that object back in the square and you'd have to roll to try to pick up that object the next turn. 
It would be a whole new object. It's not instead of putting this on your card, you put that object on your card. Because it specifically states to put it in the same square. Right. Now, that's a little more limited. But what people are talking about is if you run split lip, you have everyone move up, touch the cauldron, get plus three range, step off next turn, someone else steps up. And you beef your whole team up that way. And all of a sudden you have a whole powerhouse just raining all these modifiers down. Wouldn't the bonus go away? Would... Let's see. It says this game. When a character would place this relic on its card, choose one. Yeah, but wouldn't the first person who hits it, if they chose the plus three speed or range, wouldn't they then pick it, still pick it up and put it on their card? I don't know if the wording's right when they have it on here, because I remember it's stay, saying instead. Okay. Um, we'll have to double check that one. Because, yeah, the way it's worded here I don't on the card, I don't see why it would... We'll have to see if there's a Rada or something. I would think that it would go when on the your card would afterwards. place this on its character card, choose one. If it said instead choose one. Oh yeah, one, true, you're right. But it just says choose one. I would think you would get that instead and you would of, put it and you would put it on your card too. Yeah. It's just saying you get the bonus. Okay, so you can only But see the like last one, one the last one does does change it because it says or remove this relic from the game and replace it yeah. with another relic in the same square. Okay. Like, that one's totally different. Yeah, so yeah, you'd only be able to use it once, I'd, but still, you run up with that Iron Man, pick it up, you're now at 10 range. Yeah, I don't think you could do it for your whole team. Yeah, that's That'd true. That'd be a little stupid anyway. That would be broken. <laughs> um, and like I said, we got some cool bystander tokens. If you want, if you guys want to look at these, go to hcrealms.com. We got dwarf tokens! Go to the unit section and go to the FI icon, and they're all at the bottom of the units. Alright, let's move into Star Trek. We got two new... Pieces. Are they both Borg? Yep. Yep. They're both spheres. They're both Borg spheres. Um, anything super special about these? What about four two seven zero? Anything special? They're, they're pretty straightforward uh, Borg units, but uh, if four two seven zero tries to shoot an enemy that's marked with an assimilation token and adjacent to them, everyone else that target every other ship that's adjacent to them gets plus one attack when shooting someone that has a token. No, actually, it just says. Basically, the sphere has to be adjacent to the person who has the token, and then oh, the other anyone. friendly ships. So, so they if wouldn't you have move to be them up. Everyone else gets plus. Yeah. One so basically, what you want to do with these spheres is make them base the uh, the uh, enemy ship, and then all your other ships targeting it. And it has sharpshooter. It has sharpshooter, and then a special attack power. They can use pinsai and get plus one damage to each hit target with an assimilation token. Each hit That's target. That's pretty good with psychic blast. That's pretty uh, good. Two, it's only two bolts, but. Two bolts plus two, you split your damage plus one to each. And it's Psychic Blast, so you're getting two pin... He has, what, three damage? So you're getting... Da, 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 two, you're one, getting, you're getting five damage. Most basically. likely you're get, you're splitting five five uh, penetrating damage and putting... Think about it, and you're putting more tokens on each yep. of them. Uh, I, I like them for 175 points, Dude, they're personally. awesome. How, how many points do Star Trek games usually run? Probably a lot, I would assume. They're usually a little bit higher. Um, some I of would. the Gen Con ones ran pretty high, if I recall. Because people were filled in big fleets. Um, let's look at Sphere 3095, which is also from the main set. It is 150 instead of 175. It's a long, long dial with some outwit and regen for a while towards the bottom. Nine clicks. That is um, so much. And it also energy. has four clicks of steel energy. So this thing's staying al- with flurry. So this, <laughs> this thing's staying alive for a long time. Kind of like Drew. It does have <laughs> one special power. It can use prop control. It can also use prop control a second time when it is not your turn. 
but only when a ship marked with an assimilation token That's makes an attack. These good. Borgs pieces Dude. are pretty fun, man. I, I know. I'm looking forward to picking up that starter kit and a few boosters and trying it out and seeing. I don't know if I'm going to get heavy into it, but if like somebody, it's worth trying, yeah. if somebody has them and wants me to play with them, like if Paul wants to let me borrow some and play them after two, I, I'd be interested in trying it yeah, out. Yeah, I don't know if I want to sink a lot of money into it because I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, but obviously, um, I don't dislike it. I, just, I know, but I mean, we like, were talking your recently. lack of knowledge on the matter. <laughs> well, it's funny because with Infinity, and we'll get more into Infinity later, but Infinity is like all Cosmic Marvel, and and I've read ton a ton of Cosmic Marvel. I love Cosmic Marvel, and I was thinking about the universe and all these things that I've learned about each race and all this, like how convoluted it actually is. And I was thinking, you know, this is just as, like, this is pretty much Star Trek. You know what I mean? It's Marvel-flavored Star Trek. Yeah, there's all these races, and it's like, I probably would have liked Star Trek if I had grown up in that generation. Yeah. But I just was a tiny bit younger than that generation. Yeah. Well, it's like, I grew up watching it at, like, late night on TV. It was always what came on at, like, 10 o'clock. Because I love Cosmic Marvel. I can't get enough of Cosmic Marvel. Yeah, and Patrick Stewart's, like, the biggest badass ever. Those G4... Uh, next generation marathon. Oh yeah. Let's move into what we played this week. We just got back from the dugout where we did Fear Itself Month Three. We hey. did one booster. I was gonna say, Hunter, did you pull an SR this time? Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> we did one booster of Wolverine and we did one booster of Fear Itself. My bad luck streak continues. That is now the twelfth Fear Itself. No, it was the twelfth. It, that was the 12th Fear Itself booster that I have opened, and I have yet to pull a mother-freaking super-rare. <laughs> and I didn't get anything over a rare on my Wolverine booster either, but, you know, that's fine. I did get a Phantom X, who I love. Um, like I said, we did one of each. We did the hammer with a maximum of four allowed. If you had Scotty's, you could use hers as well and get four. God, that hammer is easily the best of them right now. And, yeah, I agree. And I don't know, Mox is pretty good on a lot of pieces, Mo- though. It Mox, if you have the piece to put it on, is amazing. But Scotty's is just, in general, you could give it to about anyone and make them a monster. Tannerous with Mox. Oh. Get out of here. So, I took two buys. So, I well, I did get to play. I got to play my team twice. Um, like I said, I pulled Phantom X, and everybody who listens to this podcast knows I really wanted to play it. Really? But I, j- I pulled a ton of high points pieces, and I just couldn't swing my points. So I ended up having to bite the bullet and take them out. I played Flatman. Um, f- let's see, Flatman. Strong guy. Strong guy, who I was, reluc- I was reluctant to play him, but man, was I happy with him after the, the tournament was over. Um, I played the Shi'ar Guard with... Um, What's the what's the cheap the common uh, Shi'ar that gives her all the buffs? Um, Starbolt. Yeah, I played Starbolt and the Shi'ar guard. So the Shi'ar guard gets all the bonuses from Starbolt. She gets plus one attack and the police uh, team ability. Freaking those Shi'ar, those Shi'ar guard are ridiculous. I played the rare Iron Fist and I feel like there was one more piece on my team. Rare Iron Fist. Sure. That might be it. So, anyways, I wrecked face my first round it was not even close and what was awesome was that strong guy i had given him skates did we ever decide Scott, if it's, it's scotty okay i had given him scotty's hammer which gives him exploit which is the only thing he lacks because he has charged super strength like his whole dial scotty doesn't know so my opponent had the con- common deathlock who has psychic blast and he psychic blasted me for three damage well strong guy's trade is However much damage he takes on the next until the end of my next turn, 
He gets plus three on all those combat values with giant it's reach. Plus one per damage taken. Plus one, yeah, sorry, plus one per damage taken. So the most you can go is plus three, and uh, he also gets battle fury and giant reach. So he psychic blasts me for three, and the next turn I was a nine square charge with a thirteen attack and six damage exploit, and I one shot the deadlock. <laughs> I was like, strong. I don't play, play games. games. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that flat man, we're going to talk more about our sealed. That our main topic today is going to be Wolverine and the X Men sealed. But man, that flat man has done amazing for me. He is so good. My team wasn't even a single Wolverine piece. Like I played nothing but uh, fear itself stuff. So per usual, I played Heimdall. Pulled that bastard was like four hundred points in book. I'm throwing him on there. But I pulled Hunter's personal favorite from Fear Itself for the first time, which was Tear. And I got to play that bastard. Now, I I knew he was good, and I kind of underestimated how good he would be, but holy crap, that bastard doesn't die with a hammer, and I kept landing on, like, steel energy stuff on the book, so he's just, like, healing up, and then I'd roll a hammer, and then I'd roll past, and then heal up again. Oh, it was, it was awesome. I love that tier, and I ran a Monkey King to carry Heimdall up, and um, the Asgardian Troll. So, my first round was a... Um, oh, who was my first round? Dear God, I've completely forgotten. Oh well. I went up against a big Bertha at the end and it was a mess. Like, Bertha, don't don't sleep on that Bertha, people. I'm warning you now. Her... Tr- don't her, sleep with the Bertha either. Don't sleep with the Bertha either. <laughs> don't get near her. <laughs> She's got her own gravitational pull. You won't get out. <laughs> but she, uh, her defense ability is when she's hit... You roll a d6. If it's a 1 through 4, she reduces or she ignores all the damage but 1. If it's a 5 or 6, she ignores it all. So you can only hit her for 1, ever. So what happens is I have an Asgardian troll next to this Bertha, and I've got to hit it 4 times, and it's got Scotty's hammer, so it's got an exploit 2 and a 13 attack. So this, this fat bitch is over there ready to smash faces in. So I run up with my troll, and I'm like, no, and I roll a nine, which was just enough to hit it, and then he failed it. And she's only got four clicks a lot. So here's the problem with her, though, that I was afraid of. You can outwit her defensive power, and you can pulse wave it. Yeah, see, I didn't have It reads, those. when Big Bertha is dealt damage, roll a d6. I did have pulse wave. On a result of one to four, she ignores all but one of the damage dealt. Hey, Hunter. On a result of 5 to 6, she ignores all of the damage dealt. What's up? I'm going to start playing Bertha Gauntlet. Out with this! She is fun. So, let's compare her to Blob real quick. Um, One thing... She's got tits. There's pros and cons on each. (laughs) Oh, wait, I guess Blob does too. (laughs) (laughs) There's pros and cons on each. One, she can dish a tiny bit more damage than Blob can. Um, she can also be TK'd, which Blob cannot, and she can oh, be yeah, she can be carried, which Blob cannot. Oh dear lord! Um, actually, I think Blob even says he can't be placed. Yeah. So, so she has more mobility. Blob has more clicks, and Blob's defensive power, I think, cannot be um, pulse waved or outwitted. Let's read it. Oh no, it can be pulse waved and outwitted, but still. Um, she, but his defense ability lacks the 5-6 ignore. Right. He ignores all but one. She has a chance to ignore it all. And but, she also has shape change. But he's got three more clicks than her, too. Yeah, so I, he's also 20 more points than her. Though. I would go with Bertha over Blob. I was going to say, personally, 
I like Bertha. I think she gives you more options. And she also has Indom, and yeah, he does not. Yeah, I was just about to say. Well, see, what my opponent did was he ran that X-Man, which was an 8-range pin sigh. He ran him, like, half-dial or whatever. And he used the bo- or he used Bertha to tie up. And Bertha's doing, like, 10 penetrating every time. Because with a hammer, she's a 12 attack. And he just could, he kept tearing through uh, Heimdall for two, turn after turn. And there was really nothing I could do to get away from her. Because, screw her, she's got plasticity in charge. So... I had to, I had to find a way. I killed off his whole team. I tried my best to leave Bertha alone, and then it was just a. It took me forever to kill her. Um, Austin ended up winning the whole thing, though, uh, by a very close points victory. Yep. So that puts, I believe, him and Ricky in a tie. Although, actually, Austin would be slightly in the lead because Austin has two um, event wins and Ricky only has one, but they're tied on overall That's points. Sexy Thor LE. So at our venue, at the way I do it, um, the way, if nobody's familiar with the way that WizKids does their events, um, they give you a suggested, suggested way to run things, but it's really at your discretion. The way that they suggest to do uh, No Man's Land Month 6 and Fear Itself Month 6 is actually to just anybody basically anybody who shows up to month six as long as they've played in like two events at your store basically they can show up they can come to the first two not show up for the next three months and then show up on month six and if they win that event they get the bat cave or the serpent or whatever and i I know a lot of venues that are doing it where they're not even checking their requirements like it's just people can show up yeah exactly now the way that i like to do it at the dugout and the way that i would run it at the other uh, venue if i end up taking over is a way that rewards the players who are showing up, who are consistent and supportive of the venue. The way I do it is I use the player point system that they already have suggested. Each time you show up to an event, you get one. Each loss gives you one, and each win gives you two. And if you win the event, um, you get three. So I do a running tally on your total event points for each month, and... Every month that you show up, you're getting more points. The overall points points player gets my uh, bat cave or serpent. You know, in this case, serpent. So that way, I don't want people to show up for one or two and then not show up, and then on month six, us have twenty some people who we never see, yeah. and somebody random win the bat cave or the serpent. I want our regular guys who are consistently coming to be rewarded for their time that they put in. You know what I mean? Like. And if you're the better player, you're going to have the most points. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the way I like to do it, and that's the way we're doing it right now. But uh, that Thor, Ellie, I want to talk about that Odin a little bit later if we get some time. Let's talk about Thor today, and then next month we'll talk about Odin when he comes out. Everybody is really excited about this Thor, for one, because it's Thor. The sheer amount of people up in our trade group that have been posting wanting this Thor is crazy. And he, he's a monster for 275. Power Cosmic with 9 clicks of life. Um, he's got Imperv and Invul his whole dial. His, him Scotty's hammer, son. He's really hard to kill because he has he has Power Cosmic, so you can't outwit his Imperv and Invul. And his trait gives you plus 1 defense for each 100 points of the attacker's point value. So, I mean, he's not going to be one shot. No, and against a 300-point figure, he's a 21. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, his special uh, attack power is the Odin Sword. Give him a double power action and make a close or ranged combat attack. He has a range of 6 with 1 bolt. If he hits, roll a d6 that cannot be re-rolled. 
replace Thor's damage value with his printed damage value plus the result. And he has a lot of fours and threes and a couple twos. So you're get if you're doing this top dial, you have a twelve attack with a four, and then you're getting to roll a, a blades basically and add, add that, that to your four. So a maximum of ten damage. But once per game he can do it as a power instead of double power. Yeah. So the first time you do that, let's see, you do this as a power action. So you still couldn't charge with it, but still. You're getting to you're getting to do a potential ten damage, which is ridiculous. Yeah. He he has a lot of flurry and and then towards the end of his dial he has a lot of flurry blades exploit or charge blades exploit. And in vol or imperv his entire dial like he he is not. So he's pretty dang good, but he also is Thor and he his sculpt yep. his sculpt that looks sculpt, so badass. I think ninety. He has a hammer and a sword. I'm just saying. He wins. Yeah. He wins. He wins. Um, and then we'll talk about Odin next next month when he comes out. Yeah, like you said, sick. everybody's talking about the story. Everybody wants him. I'm so happy I got him. Like, I, he's just such a good piece, and he's a good. Uh, the sculpt's one of those like you could set on your desk, and like people would notice because he looks so cool. He's wearing Odin's armor. He's got the big sword over his shoulder. Odin's helmet. Mjolnir. Uh, Drew, what team did you play today? Uh, well, I didn't do very well. I went zero three, but uh, I played. Uh, I played Shatterstar. I played Cyclops. The not the chase, but the uh, the uncommon version. Um, I played uh, Monkey King, and I played uh, Deathlock Prime. I would like. That's to make a pretty an, good team, right there, man. I'd like to make an apology for my previous comments on Monkey King after playing him today. Yeah, it's about time he came okay. around, isn't it? What, did he say shit about Monkey King? Well, yeah, remember when we first talked about Fear Itself Sealed, and you said Monkey King was like one of your top ones, and I agreed with you, and also was like, eh, he was like crapping on Monkey King. Dude, Monkey King's so after legit. playing for Sealed, today, he's legit. Well, here's what I love about him when we're playing with Book of Skulls: you can use him to carry your big figure up nine squares, and, and then, then drop tie, them a hammer, and then through. tie them up because yeah. he has reflexes. And I had some great stuff with him today with that, but continue, Drew. Yeah, uh, this isn't the Austin show. Anyway. <laughs> Shut up, Drew. Anyway. It was last week while you were dead. Maybe I should just kill you again. Continue, Drew. I'm sorry you were interrupted. Go Thank ahead. you, Hunter. Like somebody welcome. has some class on this podcast. Anyway. So you had a really good team, it sounds just, like to me. I, I was short hammers, first of all. That's true. Uh, being short hammers or not playing the book at all is a horrible decision, you guys. If you're if you're playing Fear of Self-Sealed I don't care if you have to play crappier figures. You need to fit that ham, the book, and as many hammers as you can because the and the plus two attack alone is just well worth it. If for, you're going to a fear itself event, even if you don't know whether they're using the book or not, you bring the book and all hammers. Yeah, yeah. I my first opponent, the, like I said, <laughs> it, it was not even close. And the main, honestly, the main reason is because I had hammers and he did not. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that. Not even the fact that. Like, he had good pieces. He just... Those hammers, plus two attack, charge, exploit, running shot, yeah. for, for you're only paying freaking three points a piece for them. Get out of here, And eventually you get, man. like, penetrating psychic blast. And just wait till we get to six and eight on yeah, the... Yeah, it's... It's craziness. Well, I got Pulse Wave on mine because three or four hammers gives you that second slot. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just... The team was good, and I, I just... First game was against Scott, and I did okay. It's just Scott... Shout out to Scott. Love you, Scott. Dedicated listener. Love you, Scott. I think he just listens to find our weaknesses. I know. Probably. He's probably. probably like, I wonder what these guys are playing next week. Uh, let's counter their, their teams. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was really fun, and I, I lost, but 
I still got a Thor through janky trades and so I played at Comic Book University on Thursday um, in their month three, and it was the same format except it was three hundred points, but one Wolverine, one Fear itself. I had a really good team with Flatman once again, so so sick. Talk more about him later. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk more about him, and we're also going to talk about Toad, who I also played. Um, the funny thing is, I was telling these guys, typically when you're playing sealed and you pull a piece that you, you're like, I have to build around this piece, it's usually an attacker. And it's usually somebody who's like 100 points or more, you know what I mean? Like yeah. right between that 1 to 150 range. And when I pulled both Flatman and Toad... I was like, I'm literally building my piece around these two 68 they're, total point pieces. Because they're, so they're that good at tie-up. They're ridiculous. And so I pulled those two, and then I saw Mr. Uh, Shadow King in there. Oh my and gosh. I was like, I, I was like, well, if I have these two tie-up guys, then I need somebody who's a ranged attacker. So let's read. I, honestly, I hadn't seen much about Shadow King at all. Shadow King is uh, was a blast to play. And the main reason I played him was because he looked fun. Um, I love mind control. Who doesn't love mind control? Oh yeah. His is his gives him mind control with a range value of ten. When he does, he is not dealt damage, and hit targets must or may be assigned two free actions instead of one. One of those two actions must be a move. So it's like uh, the guy from Superman. Yes, uh, Maxwell Lord. Yeah, which I love screwing your beast boy with that one. So the <laughs> the problem with him is he does not have um, running shot. So I just dropped him Mox Hammer and gave him a running shot 10 range mind control with without worrying about taking damage. Um, I played those three, and I played the book with four hammers, excuse me, and I played the rare Iron Fist from Fear Itself, which that was the first time I had played him. I played him again today. I don't know how I feel about the rare, or the... He's good. At first... He's good. At he's first, not... he, no, he was, he's very good. The problem is the common one is just so uh, ridiculously amazing that you kind of, like, think a little less of the This rare. is the guy who is sleeping on monkey. Yeah, that's so, true. That's not... Guys. Who takes his opinion into consideration. Um, no, actually, I think I had three hammer. I don't think I could afford four. But, um, yeah, so this was my team, and I felt pretty good about the team going in. The problem in my games was not my teams; it was my dice. Yeah. Um, I almost lost to a player who it was first round. It was his first time ever playing in a tournament, and he had he had a ridiculous team. He had Spiral. First of all, well, Spiral. There, there. Spiral's an auto win right there. Um, he had the Doctor Strange, and oh he had gosh. Multiple Man and another uh, and a Thule Society Priest. So he had two problems right off the bat. And another stupid thing about Doctor Strange and Spiral together is on Spiral's second half of her dial, she gets that charge flurry blades with a free prob on one of her blades. Yeah. And, and you got to think Strange. Doctor Strange has an extra prob for a D6 roll. So she has two chance, two extra probs on that flurry blade. So really she's getting to reroll her blades six or four times because they both each have prob yeah. as well. It was oh ridiculous. And I literally, I think I crit missed three times on that first game. And there were so many times that I only needed a four because I had hammers, and I kept rolling threes. And my friend was sitting there watching me the whole game. He got done fast and he er, before me, and he was just laughing his ass off. He thought it was so funny. And I just could not hit a roll. And then I would finally hit, and he would roll super senses or something. And I was just like, this is, yeah. I'm going to lose. Here I am, like I win like every tournament here. I'm going to lose to a first-time player on my first freaking round, and I'm going to feel like such a butthole. And... 
the only reason I won that game was because, like we were just talking about, when you play three to four hammers, you get the second slot. Yep. I saw. I only had Shadow King left. He had both Spiral and Doctor Strange left alive. I mind controlled his Spiral to charge Flurry Blades Doctor Strange to death, and then I rolled my book. Actually, you don't roll the book when you mind control, um, because you're not actually yeah. doing damage. So I just looked at my um, dial at the end of the turn, and I noticed that it was on poison, and he had to come up to me to be able to get me with Spiral. So instead of rushing, instead of worrying about running shot, mind controlling him, I moved back a little bit, and I had a perplex, and the book was on plus um, twos, or I can't remember if it was plus ones or plus twos. So I was like, well, with this modifier and my perplex, I can put my defense way up and make it hard for him to hit me and make him take poison because he had reflexes. Yeah. So that's what I did. I phased back a little bit. I perped my defense up, and I made him come to me. He did, and he missed. And also. He, if you look at Shadow King's defense power, he ignores all but one damage dealt by adjacent characters. And oh, then wow. after, um, when he is dealt damage, after action to resolve, you roll a d6. On a result of three to six, you heal him of one. So you have a chance of literally not taking damage at all. So I sat back. I made him come up on me. He missed. He poisoned. He cleared. Or I poisoned him. He cleared. And I had a chance to attack. I'm like, I'm not even taking a chance of crit missing because I would already crit missed three <laughs> times. So and I didn't I I didn't want to uh, there was no point in mind controlling him yeah and there's no point in um, rolling off of that poison so I just sat there and passed turn and he cleared and then I poisoned him to death and I won I was like it's sad that I have to kill you with poison because I can't roll above <laughs> a three but I'll take it so and that it, was a fun match but it, my it brings me back to like what we talked about before fear itself though um, I had I had some really good high point figures I could play that I pulled that Chase Smith uh, the um, What's her name? Magic. Magic. I pulled Chase Magic and I pulled Anger. Both are high point figures. They're power pieces. But I had to go with a bunch of lesser point figures to try to get a good team out of it. And I almost played that Common Colossus today. Um, that Common Colossus from Wolverine the X-Men. I was going to go Tear, Heimdall, and Colossus for three ninety nine, But I knew not using the book would have murdered my team. It's a huge, huge deal. Yeah. Um... So that was my first round. My second round, I go up against my friend, who's a really good player, and I see his team, oh, Chase Colossus. Oh, you're running Chase Colossus? Chase Colossus with Oracle, who I already said last week is the best common in the... Uh, I think she's better in uh, Longshot, to be honest. For her support for 50 points is ridiculous, and Colossus don't need no support. Colossus he, needs support. So... <laughs> And he also had Starbolt. Is that the that's the name, right? Starbolt. I don't know. There's too many star something. I know. Storm something. Um, let sure. me double check. I'm pretty sure it's Starbolt. Yeah, it is Starbolt. Who has running shot pulse wave, and running shot psychic blast. So he has an amazing primary attacker, a perfect support piece, the best one in the sealed, yeah. and one of the best secondary attackers. I was like, I am screwed. He. The he. I I had to go first. I moved everybody up. Um, he came right in swinging, and I w- could already tell, like, he knows that I'm going to drop hammers. I don't think he's going to. I think he's going to rush me while I'm dropping hammers because he knows that he can hit me real hard and real fast. Yeah. And that's exactly what that's he a did. Smart move too. Right, in his situation, because I have more people, and in the long game, I'm go- probably going to beat him because I have more people and more hammers. 
He knows that that Colossus already does stupid damage because it can hit you for like six with an object, right? That's what I was afraid of my last game because he had that X-Man and he has eight range penetrating against Fear Itself figures. So I took that extra time to move all the way up on him and then drop my hammers down because I needed to get to him before he could drop those mocks down and all that crap. So I, I didn't waste my time dropping any hammers on anybody except for Shadow King because Shadow King has to have that running shot. Oh, yeah. So I dropped... I used a power action with Little Flat Man to drop a, a, a hammer on um, Shadow King at the end of my turn. And then um, he rushed down my... Oh, I moved Toad up to tie up his um, Colossus. Because I knew Colossus... If Colossus, Colossus kills Shadow King, game's over. Yep. Yeah. So I tied up with Toad. He one-shot Toad, of course. And um, even though Toad has like a 19 defense from melee, yeah, but he still and but he has plasticity, so I knew he wasn't going to get away. He had to deal with Toad, and that Toad slowing down just long enough for me to win the game, because I running shot mind controlled Colossus, charged to kill Shatterstar, and missed. I oh. only needed a four, and I missed. Oh my gosh. And but the thing is, I get that move action, so I moved him back to the far corner of the map. Yeah. And I'm like, well, at least this is gonna slow you down a turn. So while that was happening, um, he had pulse waved my Shadow King for three. Ooh. I think it was three. Let me look. One, two, three. Yes. And I pushed Shadow King to running shot. Mine can. I had just pushed him. Pushed him to mind controls uh, Colossus. So that put him on Psychic Blast with Running Shot, which is exactly what I need for Colossus. Yep. So 12 attack. Iron Fist went up, hit um, his Starbolt off of that Pulse Wave, and tied up Starbolt. Um, he slowed, he barriered himself in, which was a smart move. He barriered his Starbolt and his Oracle in while Colossus cleared and then had to move back into the fight. So he was slowing me down a little bit so that he could get Colossus back in the fight, which is smart. So we both clear our guys, he moves his Colossus in to kill Iron Fist, and he hits me, but I have a stop click. So I stop. I drop, at the beginning of my turn, I free action drop to get the Quake for Iron Fist, and he killed Starbolt with that Quake, and he also hit Colossus for one, because he had Invincible, but you do two, they have to take one. Yeah. So I hit Colossus for one, and then Shadow King running shot Psychic Blast him, and I think I may have killed him. Two and then the one damage on the on the book. Yeah, I think I either killed him or put, or I put him on his last click. I would like to like we and once again we've talked about this fear itself before. Do not forget that quake. There's sometimes like I had a good opportunity with a troll one game. Dropped it, dropped a hammer to him, quaked and knocked everyone back, which gave me some breathing room to work around. Yeah. Um. Don't do not forget about that quake. On and these last two fear itself, so I've done that. I've left a hammer on the book. Specifically for yeah. do I need a quake at any time? Then I'll then I'll drop it and for free. And the thing is, uh, it, it's really good, especially with that Heimdall, because if you have figures up on your figures and Heimdall's in a good position, you drop one, you knock back. They have to move back, get locked up in Heimdall. It gives you time to weaken them up. So I did. I killed his Colossus, and then Iron Fist killed um, the uh, Oracle, and that was all she wrote. And I was like, man, I should not. And I crit missed uh, once on that game too. But what really killed him is. After I hit him, I hit that Colossus down to his last click, and he crit missed. And killed himself. Flatman. Flatman's amazing. Flatman. Oh, and Flatman's outwit. I just kept outwitting Oracle's prob. Flatman is just so sick for 28 points. Flatman smacking a Doctor Strange. Well, that was today, wasn't it? Oh, I thought thought you were talking about today. No, today. Yeah, today Flatman Giant reached, and 
killed a freaking Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Black Man didn't play games. No, I'm talking about it, Robs. Oh, and sorry. then my last round, I had to go up against the um, Anger and Monkey King. Simple, but yet really freaking effective at 300 points. And I was like, what am I going to do against these guys? Well, I think I'm going to play it similar to how I play Colossus. I'll throw... Now, remember, Anger has traded Steel Energy. Oh, yeah. And Regen. So I'm like, I'm going to go tie him up with Toad, make him deal with Toad, which worked well because he missed him twice. And then you're going to slam a Chanos on the board and tell him he can't heal. And then... <laughs> no. <laughs> and while that's happening, Shadow King's going to get his, uh, his hammer for running shot, and I'll finish off Monkey King with Iron Fist. Well... That would have been nice if I wouldn't have crit missed two out of my first three attacks and then rolled a three on the next one. So I kept missing and I could not hit to save my life, but he kept missing Toad because, like we said, Toad is amazing type. Um, he kept missing. I kept missing. He ended up killing my Toad and killing my um, Iron Fist. So I took out his Iron Fist and his Monkey King. Or he took out Iron Fist. I took out Monkey King. And it ended up just being Shadow King on on um, Anger. Anger, and I was like, this is not going to end well. But I had pegged Anger for like two, maybe. What I ended up doing was just out, like he had um, in, I had Outwit, he had Indom. I'm going to get out actioned. So I would keep running away, I would running shot up onto a building, right at a good angle, and then I would Psychic Blast down on him for like two. And then... He would have to run up, I'd outwit his Indom, and I'd make him swing at me. Well, he didn't realize, like we've talked before, read your opponent's cards before the match begins. I knew that he didn't know about that defensive power on Shadow King. Yep. So, the best thing, so he runs up on me, he's finally like, yes, I'm going to charge you, and I'm going to push to do it. I was, and uh, he goes, charges me, hits me. I'm like, okay, I take one damage, roll my dice, heal it right back, and oh. he takes the push. And I'm like, well, that was fun. Um, I'm going to phase to the other side of the map and clear while you come after me again and I'll psychic bless you for two again and then let you run up and hit me for one. So I just slowly ticked him down and I ended up winning and I won the whole tournament. But Shadow King was a blast to play. If you can, without hammers, he's probably not as good, but he still is solid. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, when they first spoiled him, like... If you can give him running shot with a 13 attack, 10 range mind control, do it. He'd be a fun gauntlet target. Like, I mean, that's easy to say for a lot of people, but I think he's one of those figures that, with the gauntlet and a smart player, you could get some serious mileage out of it. What I, I did against him, the same thing I did against Colossus. At the beginning of the game, I hit Colossus with a mind control. I went after his Monkey King. I missed. It was a replay of the game before. But I ran him back to the corner of the map and made him slow him way, way down. It was just a blast. I loved Shadow King. Um... And that that Iron Fist was well worth his points, especially if you give him exploit with Scotty's hammer. Yeah. So some good good matches this week. All right, let's move into our main topic, which we've kind of already been talking about, and that is Wolverine and the X Men sealed. So what we want to do is give you some tips. We're going to talk about our favorite, like three each um, figures from the Wolverine and the X Men. Just the common, the uncommon, and the rares, because those are the ones that you're going to be seeing typically when you play sealed. You're not going to pull a prime very often. You're not going to pull a chase, and you're not going to pull super rares enough to worry yeah. a whole lot about it. Um, especially when you're Hunter Smith. Especially when you're Hunter Smith, and you can't pull a super rare out of 12. A prime is 1 in 16, a chase is 1 in 16, and then an SR is like 1 in like 4. 
Yeah. I'm not sure the distribution, but I think yeah, SRs probably are three is. Per brick. Okay, yeah, so, so like about one in three or four. So about one in three, probably in a main set. One point. But when one you're in only three playing, three, three. when you're only playing Fear itself and Wolverine, which is usually what you're doing with sealed, because most stores aren't going to run Fear itself sealed and another sealed. Now the good thing. One good thing about this set for sealed is the commons are honestly the best. Like if you looked at all the commons, all the uncommons, oh, and all the rares, yeah. the commons are the better out of all of them. Um, Drew, what's your number one comment for the set? I'm gonna say long shot. Uh, that is a damn good choice. Now, why would you say long shot? Uh, I played against him today, and uh, not only the fact that you get to say, "Hey, I rolled a crit," <laughs> but just he's got prob. He's 75 points. He's got a 5 range with triple bolt. He starts with an 11, but you're going to be mostly playing Fear itself sealed. So you give him a hammer, and he's just going to do some sick, nasty things. He's not going to miss with the 13 he's and not, a prob. Especially he's if not. you push him down to a second click with that precision strike triple bolt. Yeah, an important thing to realize with his trait, guys. His trait reads, all of Longshot's crit hits are crit hits. If he rolls a 12, the attack cannot be evaded, and damage dealt is increased by an additional 1, and the damage cannot be reduced below a 3. This just sounds ridiculous yeah. just reading it. But the thing to remember with that trait is for each bolt, each character that you trigger with a ranged attack, if you crit hit, it does 1 extra to each. So, yeah, so you're dishing out, let's say I target 3 people and I have 2 damage, I crit. That means I'm actually dishing out the two, but I'm also doing one extra on each target. And then with precision yeah. strike, it can't be. And then with pre yeah, so on his next three clicks, he gets precision Scott, strike. Scott, if you're listening, you could have done so much more damage than you thought. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that it's in the rule book. My uh, only my only beef with Longshot is although he's an amazing offensive piece, you've got to protect his ass. He's only got a five range. Yeah, and eighteen with energy shield. If someone gets up on him, I do wish at, he had sharpshooter. Yeah, at six clicks, well, sharpshooter three bolts with that ability would be ridiculous. Well, he's already ridiculous. Let's yeah. just give him sharpshooter, make but him I, more ridiculous. Like he's only six clicks, seventy five. He's got regen on his last click. Um, if you if you popped him really good for like five right out the gate or one shot him, like that's your best opportunity. Yeah, you're gonna want to send in your tie ups, but and and fly him in behind, and then long shot can run up and then yeah. do his shots. Um, I suggest what's what hammer would you suggest for? Probably Mox. Uh, mainly because he loses a running shot after that first click. Yeah. And he needs the toughness. I'd like Skerns on him. Skerns allows him to ignore elevated and characters, which means you could get him up into positions that would make it annoying on your opponent. He does get leap climb already though. Yeah. I would want him to have a running shot full dial yeah, though. So that he sure. can he can position those three bolts. Why not? Plus, both? it's going to give him toughness, isn't it? Once you get a fifth hammer, you can or start does dropping. It not give toughness? Which one? You get all the Mox. all the hammers give toughness. Oh wait, I think Mox doesn't. Oh, I think Mox is the only one that does not. Let's double check. Yeah, it doesn't. It it's, gives okay. plasticity. Though. It gives plasticity, which Plast means you could running shot away a lot easier. That's true. But, so if they rush in to tie you up, you would just roll. As long as you don't get a one, and he has prob. Yeah, he's a great secondary attacker. Anyway, so I mean. When we were picking what pieces to talk about, long shot was my choice, and Drew Drew jumped on that, and I was like, "No!" I'm gonna go with my number one is actually as much as I love long shot, my number one is Oracle, and we talked about her last week, so I won't go too in depth. But in a sealed environment, 
paying 49 points for a taxi, smoke cloud, barrier, and prop control. It's, Great keywords. I would pay 75 points for that it's easily. a better Jinx, man. She's she, Yeah, exactly. She's a better Jinx. She's just so sick. And then if you peg her for two or three, she gets mind control and pulse wave. Get out of here. And shape change. She's just, she's stupid. Guys, if you pull Oracle, play her. I don't care what she's supporting. She's like the perfect sealed support piece. Um, awesome. What's your number one call? Colossus. I pulled his ass today. One hundred points. I would. I wanted to play him so bad, especially with my Heimdall teams. His top click. He's an invul or invincible seventeen with a four damage empower, super strength charge. You set him up next to some big swinging figures from Fear itself. You're up in their damage by one in close combat, and then if they decide to hit him, what are they going to hit him for? Two, maybe three at most with a full alpha strike. He's just a beast, and if they only hit him for two, he drops onto a second invincible click. Right. Close combat, and he's got close combat expert for a good chunk of his dial. He's a solid piece for 100 points, and X-Men TA, you can copy with those Thule Society priests, keep healing him back up. Oh, man, I, I love that piece. I would highly recommend that piece to anyone playing sealed. Drew, what's your number two common? Shatterstar. Uh, very good choice as well. Um, he's He's got the alpha strike effect where he can get in with someone else, but you got to make sure... That they're lower than you. Basically, you're going to want to bring in someone who can tie up well. Monkey King is an amazing choice for this. Yeah, that's a good point. How many points is the Iron Fist from Fear Itself? He's 80. Oh, he's 80. Damn. It was almost. But. Almost a match made in him. He's got Flurry and Blades Claws Fangs with the two printed damage value. With charge. With charge. You're not going to not Flurry. <laughs> And he also, and then once you're done, he would have a 17 reflex. Yeah, he's really good. You give him a hammer that's a 13 blades claws flurry. You're gonna always blades. You're you're gonna hit sixes. You're gonna make people cry. He's so good. <laughs> Send him home to their mama's cry. So his trait is the way that they should have made spirals. Yes, he's read his trait. You give him a power action, you can place him in an adjacent friendly character of a lower point value in any adjacent squares on the map. And that's once per game also. The, so that's how they should have made spirals. Should have been once per game. They could have made it a power instead of a double, which because they're because of the other stipulations, that makes it fair, you know, fine. Um, it should be you and some kind of some kind of limitation either. They need to share a keyword. Or like like Shatterstars, they need to be lower points. You, they should have put some stipulation on it. They had to know how stupid that piece In is. certain situations, Shatterstar is ridiculous. You build a constructed team around him, and you put someone like Kazar, you you double uh, you uh, prep time onto Flurry with Kazar, you roll in and you blade the crap out of their main piece, and <laughs> it's just bad things are going to happen. Austin, number two comment. Dazzler, really? Now this is, this is a weird piece, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there, <laughs> especially for fear itself. Um, you're looking at a piece that has precision strike and penetrating its whole dial in some form, so you're gonna be able to get through all those reducers and all those problems you have. Um, a six range, which isn't great, but it isn't terrible. Um, energy shield, so you sit back, and then if she has no action token, she can use running shot. If she has one or more action tokens, you may give her a free action, and characters within four squares can't use stealth until your next turn. Well, that, that's not as useful. You drop her a hammer or something, throw her up to a 12, just start pinging people for one or two damage, and then she's got perplexed down dial. I'd use her in Batman, too. <laughs> yeah. She, 
She's a she's a piece that I think people overlook, but down dial, she's a willpower sidestep precision strike. It's not it's not that she's amazing. She's just one of those pieces you want because down dial down dial ability to get through reducers is really important because heavy reducer players are trying to get rid of all the threats that are going to be able to get through their damage or their defense. So when you have a piece like this that can just constantly be a threat, it redirects their attention. It makes them go after her. Uh, Drew, Drew, that is a good point. He would be an awesome Batman Sealed piece. <laughs> I'm so glad we're over <laughs> Batman Sealed. Nor in that set. Uh, or that uh, stealth. Um, my number two common... I don't know if I... W- it's a very close between my number two and three. I guess I'll stick with Toad, just because he did so damn well for me on Thursday, like I said. Yeah, love him. He is the perfect tie-up piece. He's so much better than the Gravity Feed one. He's only 40 points. He has a nine movement with leap climb and plasticity and he has a 17 reflexes so he's a 19 melee he is just the perfect sealed tie-up piece you're gonna go in they're not gonna break away because they have plasticity and they're gonna have to deal with that 19 from melee since he's brotherhood he won't even count towards your action total too so if you're over on characters just run him right in there right his yeah his his moving into tie-up doesn't mess with your action uh total and another cool thing that actually did come up for me in the second game is the end of his dial for the last two clicks he gets a special power. You give him a free action, roll a d6 that can't be re-rolled. If you roll a 4 to 6, so 50-50 chance, he can choose a standard attack power and can use it uh, this turn. So I ended up hitting that, and I chose Precision Strike. Yeah, I was about to And say. I got through um, on uh, the Anger. I hit him for one. People, I think a lot of people are really underestimating Precision Strike. Um, it's it's, a, it's really an amazing good. power and haven't had some chances to see it today. I'm really looking forward to playing it. it, it. It's especially good in Fear Itself Sealed. I mean, if they're playing Speedball or Serpent, you're you know you're going right through that Super Senses. Yeah, and they're, even Imperv and stuff like that. Oh, you rolled a 5-6, that's great, you're still taking one. I mean, like, some of those pieces, like, they have Imperv on, like, just their first click or their first two. You just keep popping them with a bunch of cheap figures, and you're knocking them down dial and out-actioning them. Indeed. Um... Drew, and uh, why don't you guys do your number three comments? Um, all right. Uh, my number three is Wolverine uh, from the main set, you know, number one. He's he's really solid. I mean, he starts with a 12 attack and 17... Is that kind of where he plays? No, toughness. toughness. 17 you, toughness? You can't really turn down a 12 blades right yeah, off the bat. It's like he's got charge, too, and at the beginning of the game, choose an opposing character. At the beginning, you choose that character, so it's in six squares of Wolverine. Choose one. That character can't use shape change or stealth this turn, or modify Wolverine's speed value by two. So that gives him a six charge range. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty sick, I must say. Um, and he's got the classic Wolverine healing factor. He's got invincible down dial for two. I know two in the middle. That's so weird. I know, but it keeps him alive. Is the thing? Yeah, I mean, like uh, as we talked about before, you'd have to slap him for four to make him take two damage. He never dips below. A ten damage. He's just—he's always going to do. Oh, his other his other traits a little good too. Austin, what would be your number three? Um, I have another weird choice, and once again, it's on the precision strike left. I'm going with Richter. Richter. Um, he at first glance, you're probably looking at this piece, and you're like, eh. He's 58 points for six clicks, which is pretty good. Start opens with a ten attack. Um, if he's adjacent to Shatterstar, they get plus one attack. Eh, you're not going to do that. No. Yeah, but if you're if you have both. No, but it's not listen, listen. You Shatterstar thing, you quake, and you make chaos. Yeah. Um, 
He's a char he's charge energy shield, um, but he's got exploit weakness. Um, it's good to have a lot. As I said before, it's good to have a lot of penetrating, a lot of things that get through reducers. But I like his attack power. It's it's a fun one. Like I've really wanted to set this up. He can use quake. He can use it normally, or he can use it to target each opponent in a line within his range. That's so you just quake in a line for six squares and knock everyone back in that line. For six range, too. That's yeah. awesome. You could screw with some people's setups really bad and then make them have to move back in on you again. But I like his bottom dial because he picks up willpower, precision strike, and sidestep. Because then you're just like, you're, it gives you yeah. an extra chance to position him to smack the quake. You give him a hammer on that lower dial, he's going to peg some people for Dude, one. Dude, I, I like him. I mean, like, I think he's a piece people are sleeping on. He's not like amazing before his points he's great um like we said there's so many good comments my last one my number three is mirage Um, not only does she have an amazing uh plethora of keywords there she has a an excellent secondary attacker dial and her first half of her dial is perfect range and secondary attacker and her second uh half of her dial is perfect melee um, at the top, she has sidesteps with in-cap, seven range, willpower, and shape change. But not only does she have regular shape change, if she rolls a three to four, she gets plus one defense for that attack. So it's kind of like a mini energy shield if they do get to hit you. I, I love her top click, though, because she's a uh, she's a sidestep in-cap with seven range. That, that alone is just balls. That, yeah, we, like we said, shape, uh, sidestep is very good. Um, some things to remember about sidestep... It doesn't let you auto break away unless you already have something that lets you break away, like uh, ignoring characters. But one good thing about it is that it is a two square locked value. So that means if you carry, you're not moving one, you're still moving two. If you're moving out of hindering, you're still moving two. You don't have to half. It's a two locked. I personally love it on ranged pieces because it gives you a 50-50 shot for free to move away from someone who's got you tied up and take a pot shot at them. Which is great, especially with in cap. You just pop them, give them a token, and then they have to clear, and you just throw another one down range because she's got willpower. That Cyclops is so sick, nasty looking. <laughs> she gets uh, mind control a couple times, and then whenever she switches to her melee, she gets charged with the wing symbol with blades and prob. So if you get a shitty roll on that blades, then prob that. And she has toughness during that. I just think with those keywords. You know, she's like we're talking about sealed. She is very good secondary attacker for sealed, but I think she'll also be a good constructed piece. Yeah, definitely. Um, you guys want to go into your number one uncommons? Uh, yeah, I went with uh, Deathbird. Um, oh, I had to play against her today. Deathbird's really good. <laughs> really I mean, good, actually. She uh, basically you modify her. She's got an ability. She's got two traits. If she's adjacent to a friendly character named Bishop, they both modify their attack values by plus one. There's a lot of that in this set, I feel. Yeah, and I, I like that. Um, while usually I don't like specific stuff like that, it rewards cool team builds that are very thematic, yeah. but it doesn't over-reward it. Like, it's just a little bit of, like, icing on the cake. Yeah, she's got... She's 95 points. She's got seven clicks of life. She starts on outwit with uh, charge and blades. An 11 charge she, and an 11 blades. Her other traits, what threw me... It yeah. wrecked me. You modify her attack value by plus one until the end of the turn for each opposing character who took damage from an attack this turn. Yeah, and... That's... My opponent, what he would do is he would always swing with his other figures first. Yes. And then bring in Deathbird. For, yeah. Oh my gosh, it was painful. It's actually really, um, it's really good, uh, what's the word? Flavor on their yeah. part, actually. 
Um, it's similar to the other Horsemen of War figures. They all usually have something like that. Yeah, I mean, Deathbird's really solid. For, for 95 points, uh, 7 clicks like that, that's yeah. a great tie-up, a great melee, a great outwitter. Um, it's just a great piece overall. Um, it's weird to have leadership mid-dial, though. It, it definitely is. But I guess once you've moved in with some other figures, you would pull tokens off them while you're Yeah, starting. I mean... Um, my choice, however, is a 64-point figure named Corvus. Corvus. Corvus can use Blade's Claw's Fangs. When he does, instead of rolling a d6, the first time the result's a 5. Each subsequent time he uses this power, the result is 1 less. After the result is 2, it goes back to 5. So he will never hit for 1 with his blades. It'll just go down by one each time till he hits two, and then the next one will be five again. We've talked before about it and how good low point, high blades value figures are. And although he doesn't rely on luck for it, he gives you a 64.5 damage strike. And when you're playing with hammers, you drop him a hammer, all of a sudden he's flying in with a five charge range, smacking somebody with an 11 attack for a guaranteed five. 13 with hammer. Yeah. Yeah. See, I mean, they tried to make up for it by taking his charge away on his first two clicks, but if, the hammers, it doesn't, if you're giving him the hammer, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, and then if you have ex, uh, if you give him Scotty's, that's five exploit. That is an alpha strike on a 64-point yeah. figure. For three points with uh, Scotty's hammer, you're turning a 64-point into, like, into a 67-point <laughs> charge, 13 attack, five exploit yeah. piece. Might and be a little ridiculous. That's a little good. I, the, I don't really... Sorry, go ahead. I'll let you talk good about him before I badmouth him. Uh, I, I see I see where there's some problems down dial, but, like, I, I want to play him. Like, he's a fun piece, he's got some good keywords, and I feel like I could squeeze him on a team without feeling like I've wasted my points. Because, I mean, six clicks for 64 points, that's not bad. I just think, I don't think he's bad. I just think if I'm talking about my top even five uncommons. I, but his I think he's gorgeous. not even in my top five. His sculpt's gorgeous, so I, I'm going to play him. But you're right. entitled to your opinion. Like I say, you're entitled to your opinion, no matter how wrong it is. Even if it's wrong. Even if it's yours. Even um, if it's wrong. Uncommon, number one. I'm definitely... I have to go with Flatman now. I've used him two in a row this week, and he's like literally... This 20, <laughs> this 28-point piece is the all-star of my freaking team. He's so good. For 28... I just don't know what they were thinking, only making him 28 points. He has plasticity. That alone for 28 points is worth it. He's, yeah. Um, he has a 17 energy shield, and he has outwit, you guys. For 28 points, you're getting... An outwit. A 28-point outwit is freaking worth it to begin with. Um, the only stipulation on his outwit is that the target character must be 100 points or less, which isn't that hard to do in a 300-point sealed. Yeah, man. Um, like I said, on a lot of my games, I was outwitting somebody's prob, or even on the, the smaller like secondary attackers, you can outwit their he defense just, before you hit them. He also has giant reach, so there were a couple games where I gave him charge with a hammer and then would just have him <laughs> charge in and hit somebody. Like I They did not expect... Man. They definitely don't expect a 28-point figure to come in and giant reach charge up. 19 from range, defense, for 28 points, 4 clicks left. That's ridiculous. I just mainly used him for blocking flyers from coming in and charging me, like that Colossus on the second game. And I also used him to um, just block lines of fire. He's a great example of what we were talking about before with all these new PAC powers and uh, the changes to old powers. Plasticity got so much better, and I think a lot of people still don't realize how powerful it is. It's so good. It's just so good for positioning. Like, 
I, I would put him out and put him in a strategic area to protect my main guy so that they have to literally add another like two squares to their charge or their hypersonic yeah. to go around him to get to my person and usually that alone is enough like that alone they can't they can no longer reach you anymore you know what yeah. I mean they have to deal with him 28 points I will give you a 20 like I will make you waste one action for 28 points all day that's long. worth it oh, that's agree. that's why he's so good I can't talk enough about this guy. If you build it, this is going to sound crazy, but if you pull this twenty-eight point figure, build your team around. Like, make sure he is on your team. Don't He's so good. You have to play. If him. you pull him, you have to play. Him. You have to play him. He shut, I, will, I will hunt you down. He shuts down support pieces so well. He shuts down primary three hundred. I know point it piece. doesn't make any I sense. I mean, he's I'm, at least slowing I'm waiting down. to run him and Heimdall. That's going to be such a ridiculous team. Oh god! Way to go, researching. <laughs> Um, what do you guys got for number two in comments? Well, I I got uh, Captain Cyclops. Cyclops is a fun one. He's so okay. No one likes Cyclops here, but I love oh, him. I like Cyclops. Okay. it's Ricky and Austin that don't like. Cyclops. Okay, well I didn't they say I didn't like Cyclops. I just said he's a dick. Ricky hates him, but that's because he is a big Avengers fan with and the whole Avengers X Men thing. And you know. yeah, but Psych is still better. A lot yeah. of pe- a lot of people don't like Cyclops. To be fair, yeah, but I do. I like him in Uncanny Avengers. We like him here on Dial H. Uh, we got our Cyclops banner. That's right. Flying high. We're all sporting matching visors right now. <laughs> That's the best part about them not being able to see us. They don't know if we're lying. <laughs> go, go ahead and talk about Cyclops. Okay, he's got the trait where if he, he ignores all damage dealt by Havoc unless it's a close combat attack. I'm still waiting for yeah, the one. Yeah, but that won't come in that up. Yeah, I'm waiting for the one game it literally comes down to that and you have a Havoc and a Cyclops it's, it's swinging It's probably it already happened. <laughs> yeah, somewhere, I mean, if you're running Havoc and Sealed you're already doing kind of bad. Somewhere at some venue there, this has happened where it's just Havoc versus Cyclops and it's a hour long game at the end because nobody can kill each other. He's not silver. What I really like about him is he's got four splash sidestep. Now, the fear itself month three map on the backside has like four levels of elevation. Screw that quarry, dude. So, like, you you get what I'm saying here. You just, what, sidestep, line up your shot, and then force Force blast blast him. him. You you shoot him for four, and then the force blast will knock him off the elevator for another two. He's... He is very, very fun. My biggest complaint is he doesn't have sharpshooter. Yeah, he should have sharpshooter. I don't know why he doesn't have sharpshooter. And he doesn't get running shot until later down in style. But if I would have had a Mox Hammer, he would have done God's work on a Smith. He's also got one of the best damage powers. He can. Oh my gosh, he can use leadership. But if he hits an opposing character, that character loses all keywords and can't use leadership or team abilities until your next turn. Now You would still take Mystics. Yeah, you would take Mystics from the... From that, but afterwards... Yeah, but they wouldn't have Mystics for the rest of the turn, so you pick... Actually, I don't know that you would have to take Mystics. Because when he hits, it's before damage is dealt. Well, yeah, that, and I was going to say, it doesn't say after actions resolve. Yeah. So Uh, you hit, I would think you would hit, then they can't use team abilities until your next turn. What's also great about that is Power Cosmic would be lost. We, oh, until your next turn. Oh, he's so good. So you you blast somebody, they lose they would lose power cosmic, and then the rest of your team can just outwit the crap out of them, and they wouldn't have it on their turn because it's until your next turn. So they wouldn't be able to take advantage of the willpower. Right. Oh, man, I, I love that piece, dude. He's for, really fun for that many points. Um, Austin, number two. Oh, uh, Polaris, which is another weird one. It's another fun niche piece. I like. 
Polaris. This guy. Oh, you shut up. It's my saying. Let me say this guy. <laughs> this guy. Ninety-four points. Um, six double bolt. Um, if uh, Polaris is Jason the Havoc, they both get plus one defense. Um, she's got a running shot at eight range. Um, a ten attack TK, seventeen barrier, four damage. But she's got a special TK. If after she places a character with TK after actions resolve, you deal damage to that character equal to her damage value minus one. It's important to note that that's damage value, not printed damage value. So if you have any modifications, perplex, enhancement, whatever, uh, well, I don't know if enhancement would count because it's not a. Is TK a ranged combat attack? Yes. Okay. I, so I, yeah, enhancement I, would. I think she would still get. So what's great about this is you have these pieces that have like close combat expert that need a power action. Instead of moving your piece up to them to get an alpha strike, you pull them to you, slam them down next to your pieces, and you just wreck them. I, I like her. She's not like amazing. She's a lot of ninety. She's a lot of points to build around, but I think she's a fun piece. She's a flavorful piece, and I think if used properly on the right maps, you could set up some hilarious situations that your opponent gets screwed on. I do think. Okay, now that you're done talking good about her, I'm gonna shit on your point. Oh, of course. I do think that. Don't you ever do this to Drew's choices? Because his are all solid. This is another bad one you've well, because he picked all the ones I wanted. <laughs> I, again, I don't think she's bad. I just think she's meh. I don't think she's one of the top three uncommons I'm reaching for because, yeah, that, that placement power is very good. You're definitely right about that, the positioning. But I just think for 94 points, she's not giving you enough bang for her buck. And I like, why not just use the Jean Grey, who's, what, 40 points for TK? Because the main thing you're wanting to use her for is TK. I just don't think in sealed she's top. I think she's a. I think she's a three out of five stars at the but most. I wouldn't use her for TK for my figures. I'd use it to bring opponents to me. I know, but I'm and just you saying. get the damage on it too. But yeah, I see what you're saying. That Jean Grey is an amazing piece. At that point, I'd just blast them for four. But yeah, just take the damage. Anyways, um, my second one is was one I wanted to pick before Flatman, but like I said, after using Flatman, I had to make him number one. Kid Omega. Um, don't sleep on Kid Omega. He's 128 points. Mind control, 6 range, outwit, TK. That alone is worth it. And I think we talked about Kid oh, Omega yeah, we last week. About didn't we? So I don't want to go too much in depth about him, but just know that for 128 points, you're getting 8 clicks of amazing like damage or game-affecting powers. And, but the main reason I like him so much is the beginning of the game, his trade is going to be ridiculously helpful. Um, mainly the second part. When using TK... Kid Omega may target and place up to three friendly characters if all are within three squares of him. Now think, start a game, you're all in the starting area, they're all next to you. When he does, he ignores those friendly characters for line of fire. So for one action token, you're moving three of your pieces wherever the heck you want to move them and getting them into position to either drop hammers if you're playing for yourself or to get the strikes in on the opponent. I just think he's well worth his 128 points in my opinion. I agree. Um... What do you guys got for number three on comments? Um, I got Sunspot, who is just like... Sunspot is just a solid piece overall. He doesn't have much of a, uh, you know... He isn't a special piece, but he's just... He's got... He's a great man. He's got Indom. He's got seven clicks for 76 points. He's got Charge, Super Strength, and uh, is that... Is that Combat? No, it's toughness, isn't it? Yeah. So with super strength in that three, so he's doing five. Yeah, he's, for a seventy-six point piece, he's a good secondary attacker. He's he's a very solid piece. I mean, 
especially in sealed, I don't see a reason not to play him. And then eventually he gets on to running shot and pulse wave, and then he can fly people around. And he's got energy sealed. A three so. a three damage running shot pulse wave is nothing to scoff at. For exactly, seconds. especially yeah. with Indom. He's literally he's basically the polar opposite of Mirage. Yeah. Like he starts out melee and and then switches to range to where she goes range and then switches yeah. to melee. And he he's a great piece. Like I you. And the good thing is, even if you're based, whenever he switches to range, that pulse wave doesn't give a crap. You get him on the blue light special of hero clicks. He's value people. <laughs> I agree. I wanted to choose him as well, but you took him from me. From me, Sorry, uh, Austin. What do you got? I went with White King. Um, White Pretty King. Good. White King's a a weird figure. Like to start out, his trait is when he's first KO'd. Or when his first KO click is revealed, instead of being KO'd, you keep turning the dial as normal for the damage taken, all the way up to click 12. If need be. Yeah. When he's remo- when uh, you remove him from the map, and at the beginning of each of your turns, you heal him 1. When click number 6 is revealed, he goes back in your starting area. If everyone else on the field dies, um, and he's no longer on the map, you KO him. Well, what this means, though, is that he's one of those figures that, if your opponent's like, man, i got to get one more hit in on him, they drop him to 7, next turn he's right back in in your starting area with regen on his bottom two clicks. And flurry blades. <laughs> well, he opens up with a super strength charge, invul, and a really good leadership. I mean, he's 107 points, so he's right where you want a leadership. He doesn't have any range, but he's got indom. Um, his leadership abilities, he can use leadership, and in addition to normal effects, he can also remove an action token from a character with Hellfire, Club, or Reavers. So, I mean, like... He's a solid. He's a solid melee piece. Top dial. He drops into toughness, poison, flurry, and then he drops into regen, poison, flurry, and then flurry blades, regen. He's a great piece. He keeps coming back. You're gonna get your 100 points out of him if you play him right. And he, he's just a monster. It's definitely fun to say the least. Oh yeah. Um, I didn't actually have a third uncommon because I didn't see anybody that I really would suggest as a must play other than my flat man and my kid Omega. Yeah. Not even Jean Grey. No, the Jean Grey's not bad, I guess. For 40 points in a sealed for TK, that's not bad if you have 40 points and that's all you got. That's fine for filler, but I don't think she's a must-play at all in any means. So, let's move into the rares. Um, I'll go first this time since you guys have been going first. And I'll pick a pretty damn self-explanatory one for my number one, and that is Spiral. Um, you By now, I'll know what Spiral does. There's no point in talking about her uh, portal trait. Um, I already talked about how good she is just as a secondary attacker when I was playing the second guy. That I was playing a newbie who did not even use her portal power, and she still like was a major game changer with that prob and pulse wave at the beginning, and then the charge flurry blades with a chance to redo it with shape change and reflexes. This dial is worth 106 points without the trait. See, and when, when I first uh, saw like a couple people pull her today, I was like, she's a great piece. I was like, I don't know about her trait in Sealed, though. I really underestimated that. And I mean, like, I just didn't even think about how good that was. And I saw her tear up some tables today. It was ridiculous. I was very relieved when I was sat down at Rob's to play against that guy. Saw he had Spiral and then found out that he didn't really know much about the game. (laughs) Because I was like, thank God I'm not going to have to deal with this. Um, What do you got for number one, Drew, for the rare section? Uh, Gambit. I mean, he's... 
Stole that one right out from under Mr. Austin Smith. Well, yeah. actually, I got it last because he didn't even bother looking. How for did it. you pass up Austin, your favorite boyfriend? I love I love Gambit. Um, I don't know at 118 well, if he's a piece I would play. That's great, Austin, but you're not talking about him, so I don't think he'd have to worry about that, would you? <laughs> Shut up, Andrew. <laughs> anyway, uh, after all, he's got two traits. One is after objects are placed at the beginning of the game, you may replace any object. With a standard light object from outside the game. Any object, five points or less. Oh, what's an annoying five-point object that people play, especially Austin, that I would love to just play Gambit and be like, but oh. That, this is sealed, though. I know, Most I'm just saying. you're going to be able to swap a heavy for a light. But I'm just saying. Yeah. Getting rid of that Gamma Bomb for Get free. Get your Gamma Bomb out Get of here. Get that Gamma Bomb out of here. I'm yeah. stealing that Enjoy shit. Enjoy that light object. <laughs> it, he also has one where he can use super strength, but he can't pick up or hold heavy objects. When he throws an object, he may modify his attack value by plus two and increase the damage dealt by plus two. Dang, man. You see what... you see, And, the, and that increases his range, too, because you can throw lights yeah. for eight range instead of his typical six range. So he's... Th- and let's see, a light does one plus one for throwing it, so that's two. So he's throwing an object for two plus the additional two, so he's throwing it for four with a 13 attack and an eight square throw. That's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. Uh, he's also got something where you can use Leap Climb when your opponent has more than one action remaining in his action pool. Game can use Stealth. That's so going to be a pain in the butt trying yeah. to figure out while you're playing the game. Uh, well, it's good against teams that have like single figures. Yeah. I know, it's just going to be weird. Like, okay, how many do you have left? Uh, how many actions do you have left? But it's also something that forces Does he your have stealth? Yeah, no, I don't no. know. Wait, what did you do a minute? How many? Uh, how many? It's going to be a pain in the butt. Basically, man. he's got Triple Boat Energy Explosion. And he's going to be just sick nasty later down his dial. I like him, too, for 118 points. He's, I like him. Like we've said before, the rares are nothing extremely special. I mean, they're Spiral. And, and Phantom Axe. Fa- well, okay. Uh, well, let's let Austin talk about his rare. Bertha. I don't even have to explain anymore. Now, we already talked about her. I mean, like, she absorbs so many hits for 56 points. She's always going to be worth the points. And her damage values are so high. In Book of the Skulls sealed, you give her exploit, and she has two exploit turn after turn after turn after turn. Just ridiculous. Yeah, I gotta admit, I had kind of slipped on her a little bit, it, ah. mainly because, <laughs> mainly because she's a water bed. <laughs> well, I, I just assumed she was gonna be like Blob, where yeah, she's annoying as crap, but she won't do any damage. I didn't realize with exploit. Wait, we're just... playing with um, hammers and with exploit, so anyone can do damage. Those Thul Society priests are pretty scary. Yeah, we once saw a Thul Society priests run through blocking and charge somebody. It's a good time. <laughs> so I mean. I forgot about that. That increases their value. Um, my number two is Phantom X, not only because I love him so much, but also because in a sealed environment, he's going to be a tough he's pain ridiculous. in the butt to deal with. Um, the main reason he's so hard to deal he's with... his movement power. ...is because of Eva, too. Oh, that too. Well, Eva's the main thing, because um, he pops out Eva, he can then shoot from her, but think... He can shoot from her and use RCE. So basically he's kind of getting a running shot RCE from that. Yeah. Um, and like Austin said, his movement power, running shot, shape change, and stealth. So he has shape change and super senses, one of my favorite combos well, in the like, entire game. In sealed, stealth really forces your opponent to move up on you. Like, that's the big thing to take into account. Um, he also has sharpshooter, so when they do, I can RCE them from adjacent to me if yeah. they miss me. 
which they're likely to do with shape change and super sense. Yeah, you could also ridiculous. tie up with the. Could you tie up with the Eva? To- yeah, you could tie up with the Eva token and shoot. Yeah, that's over. true. If I think they're moving in on Phantom X, I'll just fly Eva over there and, and slow them down while he freaking blasts them. I love him so much. I He's can't. So good. I like. I said I pulled him today and I wanted to play him so stinking bad, but I just he was like going to put me ten points over no matter how I did it, and so I was like, you know what, I'm going to play this guy so much in the future. Let's play somebody else who I yeah. haven't played yet. Um, who's your number two uh, rare, Drew? Uh, Silver Samurai. I mean, he's he's nothing amazing, but he's like twelve attack on that top dial, and he's got his. Uh, he can, can use phasing teleport, but once per game, he can use it as a free action. Oh, that's nice. That's a nice alpha with a nine range. charge, so he can move. Yeah. So he can phase for nine and then charge for five, so fourteen. Give him a hammer. He's got a fourteen attack. Jeez. I like his. You're hitting. I like his TA because you could keep him back with. He's got hydra. He's got hydra. You could keep him back with your ranged pieces, make your opponent move in on you, and then just teleport, smack one of them when they start getting closer. Yep. He's also got that cool uh, damn or attack ability on yeah. his blades. His blades is great when he uses it, when he uses blades, and the result is one to three. It's penetrating. So it's a no loss blades, pretty much. Like it's very hard to lose it's, out on it. And then when you peg him for three, he he changes a little bit. Yeah, he gets a blades and exploit with a combat reflexes and toughness. But he's got his top dial's twelve attack with two printed damage value. That means oh. you're always going to blades, buddy. Oh, he, I just realized he has the hand. Uh, yeah, you didn't realize he had hand? So give him oh, the hand. God. Oh, yeah. Make them rush in on you. Yeah. And then you just phase away and hit somebody else, like their ranged attacker yeah. behind him, and make them come back to you again. You play him on any, like, ridiculous map. He's just, uh, he does look really fun. He's so good. Austin, number two rare. Forge. Um, for, I, I was going to bring this up with Gambit. The big problem I always run into in Sealed is using my objects effectively. Um, super strength, of course, is the usual way to you just grab a heavy, you smack somebody. Very often, you don't run into good opportunities to consume your objects before your opponent ends up using them to smack you. So uh, with Forge, Forge's opening dial is like kind of it's kind of empty. Like he has no move power, but his traits what what's good. If you have the pieces to run with him with this trait, he's an amazing medic. You can give him a free action and heal an adjacent character with armor or robot um, or an adjacent vehicle of one damage. So he's a 90-point medic that every turn he's healing one. If you have someone like Colossus who has X-Men TA, you could free action heal one, you could power action to heal another one in the same turn. Um, his attack abilities, if he hits an opponent with a ranged combat attack, before damage is dealt, choose a power that character can use. That character can't use that power or any combat or team abilities until your next turn. Damn. So they lose all their stuff on the top of their dials and their team ability until your next turn. So they get rid of Indom, they get rid of all that stuff. So, like, 10 attack, 2 damage, no, it's not that great. But it's before, all he has to do is hit them. So you blast somebody who's giving you trouble, someone with a good reducer, someone with good defense powers, which, since it's before the damage is dealt, if you get rid of their defense power, you go right through it. I think, again, <laughs> I think for 90 points for a sealed environment, he's not that great. For constructed, he's going to be. He's, there's going to be so many combos. I, I will say this: if you do manage to pull an armor or a robot, well, if, you're if bold, you manage to pull Colossus, if you're running double, yeah, if you're running double Wolverine the X Men, yeah, like, yeah. you're almost guaranteed. I think you, yeah, if you can get that um, that Colossus or doesn't Silver Samurai might have yeah, something. Silver Samurai I think has armor. Uh, let's have see. Armor. 
Yeah, he has armor. So if you can pull him in conjunction, he would be an amazing there, sealed combo. There's a good number of armor and stuff in this, but uh, and his his damage power is you can give him a power action if he occupies same square as an object. Remove that object from the game, and he can use perplex for the rest of the game, even if this power is countered or lost. So what you do is you put him in position, you remove an object. He's got indom second turn or second turn you power action remove an object perplex, and then he drops into um, outwit prop. So you have a 90-point character who's a great medic, a great perp, outwit, prob at 6 range. Um, I, I just see a lot of, if you pull the right pieces with him, he, he's a powerhouse. Yeah. Um, my last one is Shadow King. I already talked about how much I love Shadow King. Um, I can't wait to play him again, and i got to say his sculpt is really sick, too. It's so oh, sick, I love his sculpt. It's got a fist. Let me see if there's anything on Shadow King that I may have forgotten to mention. We already talked about how good his stinking defense power is. And like I said, I'm playing against an anger that is... He eats characters for just left and right. Yeah. And he can only hit me for one, and I have a chance of healing that once again. Like, in a, if you are playing Fear Itself in environment, I think you got to play him just literally for the live factor. Like, keep him back and take out all their other guys and make them make their big, beefy charger guys have to you know deal with that only hitting you for one each turn. Um, like just oh one thing to um, that I did forget to mention is his trait opposing characters can't counter his powers or modify his values so yeah. they cannot perplex you or outwit you unless they can use mind control that didn't come up but it's a dang useful trait to have oh, yeah. whether it's sealed or constructed that's a they can't perp you down that's a really good uh, so they can't outwit that defense yeah. power that they're having so much problem uh, so much trouble with I just I had a blast playing him, and the good thing is even when you do, he has eight clicks of life for one twenty two, but even when they do finally knock you off that defense power, you get a seventeen reflexes with perplex, so you can just go up to a twenty like I did at the end of that game, poisoned him to death. Um, Drew, what's your last uh, rare? Uh, Black King. Um, I like him a lot just because of his pure sustainability and the fact that later down his dial he becomes a beast of like. Epic proportion. He's just so badass. Like, and you get your value for his points. I don't know why he has. Once again, I don't know why he has hypersonic speed. His last three clicks. I don't really care. He's either. drinking that magic juice. He's got them juices. The Hellfire <laughs> Club just drowns people out. <laughs> but yeah, it's like you get him down to his last click, and he, he's gonna be hard to deal with. Yeah, I think if you're playing him and you. You keep him safe at the beginning of the game. Let the game slowly take its course. Maybe have him like fight one small guy here or there. They're, late game, they're not going to have the resources to deal with your invul, then your invincible, then your imperv. He's the kind of people I'd make think that you know. Oh, this is my big threat. You better, you better get on on Black King. And then eventually, I get down to click five, and then I'm empowering all my people and like, you know, just. Like, you're not going to kill this guy. He's just too good. I think he would... Yeah, I think if you play him right, he is a he is a must-play for rare or he, for the rare section. If um, you, we were able to play Gauntlet, he'd just... <laughs> Austin, what do you got? Um, I'm going with Bishop. Good he's, choice. He's a 140 point, so he's a big, chunkier team. But he's he's a great ranged attacker. His, his first click, he has a special movement power called Time Slide. Once per game, you can give him a double power action, he can use Phasing Teleport. When you do, he can use prop control your neck until your next turn, and after actions resolve, he may be given a closer range combat attack as a free action. Jeez. Now, the, basically, it's a boom tube if you really wanted it to be with a prob on it. 
Well, what you do with him, or at least what I would do with him, I'd put him in position. He's got ranged combat expert, 3 damage, 11 attack already. You put him in position on one of these Fear Itself maps that everyone plays for sealed for both FI and usually normal, because it's just a map the store has a ton of. You put him up on a building or something like that, and he's only got a 6 range, but you start taking pot shots, and then his defense ability is amazing. Um, if he would take damage from an opponent's ranged combat attack, you roll a d6. A 1 to 3, he takes 1 damage. A 4 to 5, he heals 1. On a 6, he heals 2. Which means he can never take more... It's instead. He can never take more than 1 damage from an enemy's, uh, from an enemy's ranged attack. And since uh, his attack power is he can use energy explosion, if he healed from energy absorption since your last turn... He can use three targets and gets plus one to all his combat values. So he picks that up on click three. If someone blasts you, you heal. Oh no, now he's an 11 attack, four damage, with RCE to use on top of that. He's just, he's a great piece. He picks up prob down dial, penetrating. He's got running shot almost his entire dial. He is a perfect primary attacker. I'll yeah. give you that, man. And um, police TA. And the, the thing about him is... All his stuff is range based, so you could be like, "Well, I'll just pin him down and then don't have to deal with it." No, he's got a sharpshooter. Yeah, um, I would run. This is one of the few times you'll ever hear me say this. I'd run a Thule Society priest with him because he's got two of the best TAs to copy for a Thule Society priest. Yeah, I can see that. Which Even just copying X-Men. copying yeah. X Men is worth it. Um, good choice. Good choice. All right, so let's say. All right, here's what I do whenever I'm playing sealed. I crack my boosters. I look for chases. I immediately realize that, once again, I didn't get anything good, chase or super rare. And then I look at them, and I'm like, immediately I see that piece that I pop out first thing. For me, it's white suit iron fist. If I'm playing sealed and I see white suit iron fist, I immediately pop him out, get his card, and set him out in front of me, and then I look at my two boosters because he is a must play. Yeah. I if I have to build my entire team around him, I will, and I, I have I have major success higher. doing it. So that's what I do, and I think I've seen other people do similar things. Um, so let's say you're doing a Wolverine and the X Men sealed, and you crack your boosters. What is a figure that if you saw out of these ones we've talked about, I'll let you each pick three. Where if you saw them, you're going to immediately take them out and set them aside and say, I'm building my team. This guy, absolutely no doubt, is going to be included. Um, I'm going with Bertha. Like, right out the door, she's 65 points, so you can build around her easy. She's not going to take up a huge chunk of your team. Oh, she's cheaper than 56. 56 points, sorry. She's dyslexic today, sorry. Sorry. It's pla- she's got plasticity and amazing defense. Those two alone makes her worth it. Shape change on top of that. You have a... F- you have a 56.8 movement character that locks up your opponent and gives you the opportunity to make those long-ranged attacks that a lot of good characters in this set have. Uh, Shatterstar. I mean, like, I'd pick him out, and I'd... He's just a guy you build around. He's so solid. He's... He's the piece. He's a must-play. He is a must-play. Um, I'm actually gonna... Well, I'll take the easy road. I'll go spiral. If I pull a spiral, there's no way I'm yeah, not going to play it. There's no way. There's you... no way I'm not going to play that spiral. It is a must play that I would build the rest of my team around points wise. Pick another one. Um, else. I'm going with Oracle. Um, you've pointed it out before. She's amazingly effective for her points. A great support piece. I could almost put her on any team with no problems. Um, I'd have to say probably. 
without I'd probably say <laughs> I don't know I'm gonna I'll do my second one I'll go Phantom X like yeah. I said he's just gonna be if you are a if you're a good player and you can just use him to maximum effectiveness because he'll be a little tricky to use like when to use Eva and what for if you can use him effectively in sealed environment if they don't have much moving attack, he's just going to be a stinking beast. I, he's going to be a problem. Just as much of, almost as much of a problem as Spyro will be in sealed, yeah, I, in I mean, my opinion. I, I'm down to agree. I'm going to steal one of Hunter's and probably say Flatman. I mean, he, 28 points. Like I said, like literally, when I pulled him both times, I took him out and I set him aside yeah. in front and I said, I'm playing Flatman. You're well, not, I, there's no guaranteed. Way. You, there's no way you're not going to spare 28 points for a Malwit. There's no way. Um, it, the last one's kind of hard for me. I mean, like when I'm looking over these, like if you can't think of something, then that's fine. Because I, I think I'd it needs like a to Shi'ar be soldier. It needs to be somebody who's a must play. Yeah, but if what if you pull that soldier with no other Shi'ar? If I pull it with no other Shi'ar, then no. Then no, there's no way. What um, is a must play? You are you as soon as you open that booster, you have to pull it out, and you're going to. If build I around. if I didn't have a lot of high point figures, I would pull out that Colossus and play it in a heartbeat. All right, that's um, a good choice. He's a great defense, great offense. He's an all around central piece to a team that you could build around in about five different ways. Between X-Men support characters, um, X-Men support characters, great perplexes, all that stuff, you could make him an absolute monster your opponent has to deal with. I can't believe I forgot about him, but Longshot's there, (laughs) and he's ridiculous. Just... Yeah, I'd, you know, pick him, and then then look in your pack and be like, who's some good tie-up? Yeah. Because they're going to go in, and then Longshot's going to running shot in, and just... Ruin everybody's day. Long shot my, and my monkey pack. I was gonna say my dream pack would be to pull him in like that silver samurai. You keep him back and you're hydrating him and long shots taking pot shots. Then you all of a sudden blink that silver samurai and cut up some people. Now we're gonna talk about team building as a main topic very soon, but an important thing for sealed is I personally I don't try to do anything tricky. I just try to build a balanced team. So mm-hmm. like like we're saying, if I see long shot in my pack, I'm pulling him out. I'm setting him aside. And I'm being like, okay, there's 75 points. Now I have 225. Who is going to slow my opponent down and be a good melee piece so that Longshot can do his job to maximum effectiveness? I want to get the maximum out of my must plays. So I would pick a Toad, a Flatman, a Bertha, somebody like All that. All the above in one You booster. know, for someone who says he's so disgusted with Bertha's dial, Austin Smith he's been talking about is it a lot. in love with her. No, I'm disgusted with her sculpt. Um, and, and like I was saying about at CBU, I pulled that Flatman and that Toad, and I was like, this combination, I'm good. Yeah, the- there must plays. So now, looking at them, what are they good at? They're good at tie-up, and they're good at um, the end that gives me an outwit. The main thing is that they're tie-up. So what do I need with this? A ranged piece. So then I look through my boosters and I'm like, who's a good ranged? And Black King or White uh, Shadow King. Shadow King was my best option. So that's what, what you need to do. You need to pick that must play. What is the their maximum effectiveness? Okay, what of these other pieces I pulled can I use to get that maximum effectiveness out of my key piece? Out of Phantom X, what do I need to build for him? See, when I built my FI team, and honestly my team today had a glaring weakness. And I got, honestly, I scraped by. My opponents didn't take advantage of that. And that is the fact that I built a really balanced team of melee attackers, but I had no real defense against ranged. 
because I had forgotten just how much powerful Pinsai is going to get thrown down range in Wolverine and the X-Men. But it, it's, as you said, it's really important to build a well-balanced team to force your opponent into situations that they have to handle and waste a bunch of actions doing, like getting through plasticity characters and all that stuff. Make them eat up time while you're getting extra pot shots in. Overall thoughts on the set as a sealed? It's amazing. Um, for sealed, it's weird. Like it's, I love it. In a good way, it's weird, I should say. It's got some fun characters. It's got some weird pieces that I might not look at in Constructed sometimes, but in sealed, I'm going to have a blast with. I love it as a sealed, and main for the main reason of what we said, the commons and uncommons and rares are the best pieces in the set. Yeah. Like, there's so many, you're always going to pull something that's really good. And then yeah. some of those SRs have some cool effects and abilities that you can play around with. Out of the so. nine must-plays that we just mentioned, I think you open two boosters of Wolverine and X-Men, there's no way you're not going to get one, if not two, of those yeah. every time. Yeah. Especially Flatman. I, I feel like in a booster of Wolverine and the X-Men, when I was looking over my booster and all the figures I pulled... There was nothing that I felt like was wasted in that in that booster. I felt like I could do something with any of those figures. Let's move on to the community section. Um, our new community question for this following week will be, what is your favorite DC set ever been made? Not just modern, ever been made. Ooh. You can answer us on our Facebook page, Dial H4 Hero Clicks. Um, uh, you can answer us on Twitter at Dial H4 Hero Clicks with a 4 instead of spelled out. Or you can answer us on email at dial H for hero clicks. That's four spelled out at gmail.com. Um, what would you guys say is your favorite DC set? JL52. That's I think JL52 had a great mix of figures, a lot of fun characters and powers. Um, some real power pieces came out of that set too. Um, it was just overall it was a solid countertop. It's what I want in a countertop. There's good commons, there's good uncommons, but there's amazing rares and SRs out of it. Yeah, I'd probably say Arkham Asylum. Good choice. I mean, choice. it's it's my favorite set. It's there's so many pieces of that set that are actually still playable yeah, years later. The question. Oh my gosh, the question and the GC detect Gotham City Detective by themselves. Are I know just the well question worth. might be my favorite piece of all time. The Gotham City Detective, twenty-seven points enhancement. She's definitely is. top five because she's just so good. I also am partial to it because we got the Batman Beyond in that I set. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, we, we need a we need a whole Beyond counter. The um and Arkillo. Arkillo, Metron. This this is um, whenever we did our top three pieces. This Robin AA034 Robin was one of them. He's just yeah. such a slept on piece. He's man. so good, man. Um, Zoom. Zoom. My goodness, everybody knows freaking Zoom. Metron. Calculator. Metron. 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 That calculator I play on a lot of Christ. Or er, sorry, wrong back girl. <laughs> Clown Prince. Oh Clown yeah, Prince. Clown Prince, the personal favorite of ours, especially Drew's. I love that guy. Sinestro Batman and Lampost Batman. If you got a crisp one hundred dollar bill, yeah. If you want the buck, and one of the best freaking support He's, pieces. I love that Riddler so much. Edward Nigma A eight one hundred five was an LE, but man, he was a good. He piece. is worth your twenty five bucks if you're gonna throw down on him. Um. Mine's actually Dark Knight Rises. I know most people yeah. don't even have anything from that I set. I think Rises. that was a set that a lot of people really haven't looked at. It's really and I would good. highly suggest any of our listeners, like if you if you like good minion, good police teams, definitely look into that set. There's I actually don't look into it because I'm still trying to complete it and it's impossible to find and I don't want you to take the pieces out from under <laughs> me because I'm having trouble finding them. I... Like I was saying last week, when I play meta teams, which is very rarely, but I usually go for Gotham City because I'm a huge Batman fan, and there are some good teams yeah. that everybody sleeps on. And I play the marquee Batman all the time. 
Um, the um, the riot officers are really good and always slipped on. Um, the uh, of course the lieutenant Gordon, who's the key of any meta He's Gotham so City good. team. Um, the uh, the Joker sergeant is a good slept on piece. The Rachel Dawes for police teams is ridiculous. She's forty five points. She gets double perplex, um, and she get, uh, gives you the police as well. So you're kind of like getting three perplexes out of one piece. I think people forget that police in itself, because of the TA, is really effective against larger single piece teams like tentpole teams. And I love them for that reason. You have a lot of targets for them to waste time on and waste clicks on. And meanwhile, you're just like, I'm going to negative three your defense and blast you. One of my favorite, de- Drew's eyes lit up whenever I pulled this guy I love up. that guy. The Dark Knight Rises Scarecrow with the traded poison, and when you poison, he gets immediately mind control as a free action. I, I One of my favorite, funnest teams I've ever made, and one of the most annoying teams probably to play against, was Void. With all Batman enemies that had poison, like special good poisons, um, including Scarecrow. And then I would choose Clay, Ultimate Clayface, give him the belt, and put it on plus two super senses, and then never turn him off of it. So he always has imper super senses and shape change with plus two defense, and you just have to keep taking his poison. And then I had Dr. Phosphorus, who can activate his poison at any time. And then I would just have Void carry him around, and I'm just poisoning just left and right. And I would just use Phosphorus to exploit to get through Dampener so that then the poison is I'm not going to lie, if I was building an annoying poison team, that's the exact build. And I had so much fun with that team. And after I was done, I was like, I'm playing these guys again in the future, man. Um, the Commissioner Gordon from that set's really good, too. The one with the spotlight yeah. for 99 yeah. points. And he just, even just for that 18 defend, man. I've seen him played with uh, Green Lantern Bats to really good effect. The... Um, I just got this piece and I can't wait to play it. I think everybody sleeps on it because it's hard, mainly because it's hard to find. You rarely see it, but the the rare O twenty nine D Batman. He has traded charge and flight, and um, his attack power is smoke cloud and incap with two targets. But he's just solid, like values yeah. and a long dial eight eight clicks with the traded charge. Traded charge in itself is really blue light good. special. You don't see traded charge except for like this guy and the a couple of the fear itself guys, and they cost like two hundred fifty points. Yeah, and he's only one forty. Um, but like Austin said, there's a lot of good minions: the riot officers, the police officers, the Arkham Asylum inmates. Oh, and, I'm especially still to build a fun team with them. Especially the gravity feeds. The escapees are actually and better. The, the Joker's henchmen too. There's all them. They're not that great, but they are fun. There's yeah. four of them, and they're hard to collect. You just want to use Jokers. Well, the, over the underworld. Yeah. The underworld TA is also great though, because you can carry them all up. The ba- uh, yes, this Bane right here, the uncommon yeah. Bane. He's such a blast to play. He's not the most uh, he amazing has force figure. Blast. That was a pun. He charges and force blasts, and after he charges, he uses force blasts as a free action. And if he rolls a four to six on that force blast, he also gives him a token. And he has outwit. He's just a but monster. With the new changes to force blast, does that mean that he'd knock back no matter what after charging them, and then wouldn't be able to do that? Well, hey, force blasts choose to knock back anyway. Oh, it is. No? Yeah, force oh. blast is always optional. Oh, I didn't know that the new free action or the free ability of it wasn't. It? Um, Alfred, the uncommon nice. one is good too. Anyways, we're we're going on and on, but this is a great set that everybody slept on. That's my favorite. That's honestly my favorite set of all time, probably. I don't know the Wolverine and the X Men. It's I'm pretty optimistic about it so it's far. It's so good. I'm really really liking it a lot. I haven't gotten a lot of it yet, but I'm. It may to pick so it on. might overtake Dark Knight Rises for me. Um, favorite set. What favorite DC set? Anyway, anyways, <laughs> yeah, our favorite DC set ever made. Answer us on Facebook, Twitter, or uh, at Gmail. Um, we gave out last week our September dial design assignment number one. 
you're getting you had a few days from this week and you're getting a full week this week. Um, the assignment is give us any green excuse me any lantern from DC who is not a Green Lantern. Um, remember, you need to be a, a HC Realms member to do the dial design contest, and the link to the contest will be in the description of this podcast. Um, it dial design contests are a blast to play. You may not have ever made one before, but the steps are not that bad. I always put the steps in the thread, and once you do get the hang of it, you will be addicted. Yeah, it's so much fun. It's such a blast. You'll be making ones for every character you've ever loved, and you will will not be able to stop making these once you finally learn how to do it. It's what I do at work when I have downtime and I'm bored. I'll sit and make figures for characters and post them. Um, Did we decide whether or not we're going to allow Green Lanterns that, or characters who aren't like a Red Lantern Kyle... Or Kyle Rayner or whatever. Well, I said they would be allowed, but I, they're kind of cop-outs. You know, I, like I said, you could actually use Sinestro for this, but we've already had multiple Sinestros, so I'm not going to get excited. I'm going to be the one great. I'm not going to be excited to see a Sinestro or a Red Lantern. What about a Blue Lantern Kyle Rayner? Well, that's never been made before. Yeah. That's different. Red Lantern Guy Gardner and Sinestros, they've, we've seen them. Yeah. I want, you know, give us something interesting. Like, we already got a deck star that looks really sick. Oh, yeah. I like there. a lot of those that have popped up um, already. Give us something cool. Give us the elephant, man. Now, our other contest, which does not require a Realms membership, is our best build contest. And we're still doing this for August. You only have until Wednesday to submit these to us, guys. Um, the way this works, just to reiterate again, because this is a brand new contest for us. We give you a build assignment for a game that's coming up at our local venue, one of our local venues, and you build your own team for that for that build rules. And then we look at all your teams and we each pick one that we like a lot. And then we will each play those your teams at that tournament. Whichever one of us has the better overall record at the end of it, whichever one of you guys built that team, you get six custom poker chip um, action token markers that I've been making in Everybody loves these things. Austin keeps trying to steal my Deathstroke ones I just made. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, They're not missing off your desk right now. The the pressure is on. Wait, where are they? Check his pockets real quick. (laughs) You get your hand out of my pocket, Drew. Pat him down. You haven't paid me. Um, The build rules for the August competition, it is a 400-point tournament, and it's popper, which means all of the pieces must be commons. And they must be from main sets or a countertop display set or a gravity feed. They cannot be from starter sets. They cannot be from fast forces. And they cannot be from tab apps. All of those are ones that you know what you're getting. They're not actually any rarities. You should mention the sideboard thing too because that does allow all okay. the videos. So a, a good general rule to, to figure out is your piece legal is if it's a main set or a CTD set piece... And when you pull it up on the HC Realms unit section, in the top left above the, the picture of the piece, it should say Rarity Common. That's a that's a general rule. If it says Rarity Common, you're going to be fine. Um, the one thing question that Austin brought up was, can I bring sideboard pieces that work in conjunction with these commons that may not be commons themselves? An example would be an alter ego figure. Can I bring my Donald Blake common and on my team but also sideboard a rare thor just in case i want to alter ego it that is fine and yes that is allowed but your main team your constructed team that you're starting with has to all be common pieces that's the way popper works 
Um, it is a 400-point modern-only tournament. If you have any questions, please feel free to ask us on Twitter, Facebook, or on email. Again, dial H four hero clicks, all spelled out, um, at gmail.com. So you only have till Wednesday to, to get us those in. Uh, we already got quite a few submissions. I like a lot of them. Oh man, there's um, been some good ones. A person, uh, uh, two of them that stand out in my mind. Actually, there's like three that I'm eyeballing right now. So I know me too. Um, there, there's a really cool shield one that has the Mirage that we were just talking about, and a couple of the multiple mans, She Hulk, Tony Stark, a couple old shield. I really like the detective one. That yeah, be. I liked the detective too. Um, that one was Batman. Um, t- again, multiple mans. Hannibal King, who I've been wanting to play for a while, who I he's know such is such a boss. Yeah, too. I know he's so good. Batman, and then the uh, the Doctor Strange from the Gravity Feed that gives Energy Shield. Um, there was one more that I really liked. I can't was remember. The Shi'ar one? Oh, the Shi'ar one. Um, the the um, Oracle, and then a few of the the cheaper Shi'ar guys, and then the Fast Forces Gladiator. The one where um, if nobody's been killed yet. Fast Forces. Oh, you know what? That's a good point, Austin. I'll have to uh, get a hold of that guy and ask him to fix that. Yeah, I was about me. to say. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even that didn't even flag off in my head. Um, but I like the Shi'ar team too, and I I can't wait to play some Shi'ar pieces, man. But anyways, send us some teams in, and like I said, feel free to ask us questions on that. That's the best build contest that has until Wednesday. On the dial design, you have until Saturday when we record again. And next week, we'll be giving you assignment number two, which will be given by Austin. I have no idea what he's going to do. I don't have any idea what I'm going to do. <laughs> All right, let's move into some Just the Tip. Just the Tip. Just the Tip. Just the Tip. Um, this week, and it's funny because we kind of brought it up earlier, and I kind of chuckled to myself because you guys didn't know we were going to be talking about it. But we, you were talking about placing, using objects effectively. Yeah. Um, even if you're not playing super strength pieces on your team, yeah. you should always use objects. Um, mainly what I use them for is if I'm not using them for super strength and I'm not using them to possibly TK at an opponent's figures, is I'll use them to basically create hindering where I want hindering to be. If I'm playing some snipers, I'll put them up on, an, on a rim of elevated somewhere where they have a good overview and give them either stealth or plus one or defense. Or you lock around a ladder and make them move and stop right. and then have to come out. That was um, going to be my number two. If I have a bunch of flyers and you don't, I'm going to put objects at the bottom of all the stairs and I'm going to fly up there and make you have to stop multiple times to get up to me. I had a great a great play today. Um, we were playing on the Fear Itself map. It's like a city map and there's a bunch of cars. Well, I figured out that the cars of Hindering have only like one gap here and there. So you could drop those objects in between to make effectively a maze of corridors to make the opponent approach. We talked about last week at, on one of my Gen Con tournaments, I used the Hobbit House to help against Bison. Oh, that's because, a good one to lock up with objects. Because that has the exact same thing. There's one spot on either side that has a one free spot where he can get around hindering, hindering, so I put an object on each side just so he cannot get through there. And that way, once he TK'd his uh, Bison back in there... His bison couldn't run back out. It had to stop, and then I caught him, and I ended up winning the match. But I'd also like to bring up, there, there's good figures that take advantage of objects, too, like Gizmo or Forge. Characters that can consume an object if you need them to. Um, or even generate them. Um, that na- that uh, the Namor hooked out here is really good, because he can generate objects if he's standing in water. And the new super strength lets him move and place one down. 
there, there's opportunities to abuse these powers to use objects effectively, whether or not, especially with stealth figures, um, to give yourself a, a chance to use them. Um, you can even just put them, even if there's not a super good smart idea to use them for that you see on the map. No, even just put them in the middle of the map, like kind of spread out, so that your melee guys can make a little bit safer trip to the opponent's side of the map. Like, they'll have plus one hindering bonus when they get shot at, like, That's what I did all day with mine. There's always going to be something that you can get a a very minor advantage from by using those objects. And very rare, you know, the only thing that ever dissuades me is, oh, I I don't have super strength, and they do. They're going to pick it up and use it against me. But if you think about it, unless they're playing, like, all characters with super strength, you usually only use, like, two objects before that character gets killed or knocked off with super strength. So really, it's not going to come into effect that often. Um, um, I was going to say, uh, what I used them for most of the time was um, the approach. The only time I wasn't using objects in like a sealed is when we were back in the Batman sets, because I wasn't running a lot of characters that could take advantage of them, and my opponents had so much stealth that I didn't want to give them a he- uh, extra room to maneuver. Um, let's move into the comics section. This week we're going to be talking about Infinity, which just started last week. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an event for Marvel written by one of my favorite writers, Jonathan Hickman. And it's one that's been building up for a long time. Um, I would say too long, but... Well, what's been going on in New Avengers is one of the main key elements that's that have been building up for Infinity. But it's been very interesting... Yeah. Even without, so it it's hasn't been, been a, a bad build up. It's just I felt like they took a lot of time to build up to it. Um, the new Avengers and the Avengers books, I have both been majorly um, kind of like we said, building towards these events. Um, new Avengers has been the Illuminati, and it's been uh, you find out that there is a. Well, we should we should go back to the beginning with Age of Ultron and explain what caused the new Avengers thing that's happening. Oh, okay. Okay. So, for those of you who don't know, I'm not going to spoil like all of Age of Ultron and what happens during it, but at the end of Age of Ultron, the time stream's broken. Um, humans have been using time travel too much. Um, there's too many times they're f- jumping back and forth, and the whole space-time continuum has collapsed. And what's, ca- what's happening is all these universes now are colliding together, one by one, and they're destroying each other. Well, what the Illuminati learn early on in New Avengers is that by blowing up planets or other Earths, they can slow down how often this happens and help save our universe. So, the whole bit is the... the since the time continuum is falling apart, um, d- the general point of Infinity is that the other races are tired of us. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy kind of gave you a hint towards this. So, like... Even, like, the Shi'ar, the Kree, the Badoon, everyone's just tired of humans meddling in space-time, and now we've gone and threatened our entire universe. So, it it's interesting. Like, it all built up through New Avengers, um, and that's the trigger. That's the one key part that causes that. But because the universe is weakened now, the builders are attacking um, Captain Universe and the Avengers has been, like, from the beginning, very crazy, very wild. And, like, they've been hinting at what's caused that. But now that you're learning that the space-time's breaking down, you realize, oh, it's that's what's causing her to be so erratic. And because of that, her children, the Builders, effectively, are going renegade. And... So the main, the main premise of Infinity is 
while this all this other craziness with the universes colliding and the possible destruction of our universe, that is Earth 616 for those Marvel nerds, um, <laughs> while that's been going on, Thanos is kind of taking it as an opportunity to attack Earth. Yeah, he's using it as an excuse. And uh, Infinity Number 1 was such an amazing book. I loved it so much. Like I said, I can't get enough Cosmic Marvel. <laughs> and it was just, it. oh my goodness. I was giddy the whole time I was reading. I was it, like, this is so awesome. It introduces a, a couple new concepts. I, I like the, the new characters. Like the minions that Thanos is breeding himself um, that specifically have these purpose, you know, this stealth, this infiltrator purpose. Like, man, it is such a good book. I don't. We won't spoil too much of the main uh, premise of it yet for a few more weeks till it's been, you know, kind of going, but... You should definitely pick it up if you're a Marvel fan. If definitely if you're a Marvel cosmic fan, you should have read it by now. Go get it right now. Um, um, and the the Avengers issue that just came out this week also uh, it new ties Avengers. In. New Avengers got pushed back to next week. Avengers was this week. New Avengers next week. Um, Thunderbolts had a shout out to it this week. Um, it wasn't actually a tie in tie in. They just mentioned it off cuff that the Avengers are off world. Um, there's. I, I like this event. Um, Thanos is bringing in, like, he's got his lieutenants or whatever. It's almost like a supervillain team under Thanos. And they're really, like, uh, uh, almost stylized. Like, their armor and everything looks really cool. They all look like they have their own superpowers. And I can't wait to see them in action. They're each leading, like, whole fleets of stuff. It's going to be so cool to see this hit its peak and just erupt. It's awesome because also all the races are involved. Like the Shi'ar in, are involved, the Skrulls, the, the Inhumans, the Kree. Like everybody is is involved in some, and even the humans is involved in some way, shape, or form in this event. And it's looking like it's going to build up to be a good one. And with a good writer like Hickman, who is also well versed and well talented working with the cosmic Marvel universe, because he's been writing Fantastic Four for years and the Inhumans, and has been doing awesome with them. I'm I'm really excited about it. Um, it kind of reminds the one thing I was going to laugh at is it's almost identical to like East of West, um, which is another title Hickman's working on through uh, I think Image. Basically, like you'll get a few pages of story and then you'll get like a white like prelude where it'll mention a quote or something, and it'll shoot off to somewhere else in the galaxy. And I really like the way they paced it. The way they set it up, the way they're introducing everything, cannot wait for issue two. Another book, these guys, even though we already talked about it, um, the we had that one week where we talked all about all the spider books. You guys wanted to talk again about Venom because you just love it so much. Drew, why do you love it so much? It's just so good. Um, Flash Thompson. <laughs> it, just, end of story, walking out the door. It, it's it, just so good. It's my favorite book right now. I mean, I'm not even that big of a Spidey fan, and Venom is my favorite book. Like... It's just so damn sexy. It's it's grimdark Spider-Man, and that's what we talked about a little yeah. bit before. It's it gives you the opportunity to do a lot of the darker, a lot of the gorier, a lot of the more um, psychotic villains that Spider-Man like faces from time to time. It lets you. But, it lets the writer get in depth and crazy yeah. with them without the fear of. Of upsetting the the mainstream Marvel crowd. Yeah, like I mean? yeah. a five year old picks up like a Spider Man book, or a young kid picks up a Spider Man book, and they're like, "Oh, well, you don't want him to see like crazy occult stuff." You and don't want him to see any of bodies. the stuff, any of the stuff that Jack Lantern, yeah. ha- Jack Lantern Jack has been Lantern's doing been in the Venom no book. Good. Um, and they brought back a lot of old Spidey characters that, and they've given them new life um, fighting Venom, and it's it's been great. I love it. Um, Crime then, Master's been awesome. Oh yeah. Flash Thompson's just a great character overall, and I have to say my favorite parts 
are the fact towards the beginning of the whole thing when Parker Parker doesn't know that Flash is Venom and Venom and Flash doesn't know that Parker's Spider Man, so they're sitting on the couch together watching TV and he's like and they just fought earlier that day as Spider Man and Venom. He's like and they see it on the news and Parker's like, That's stupid symbiote. If he would just uh I wish he'd just turn himself in or something like that and Flash is like, Well maybe if Spider Man would stop getting in his way Oh, it's just great. It's they, so good. And the writing. The writing and the plot, it's just paced well. It's set The up. character development of Flash is it's just, just so good, and they really delve into um, his, like, alcoholism, his past with his dad, yeah. his dealings with Betty, and, like, the long tension that's been building with him through Spidey books for a long time, and it kind of comes to a head, and, man, it's a, it is it, an it awesome It also is one of my favorite, like, crossovers. That with the Circle of Four. Oh, that's a awesome Circle of Four was a great line. crossover. You get Ghost Rider, Red Hulk, Venom, and um, X twenty three together. They're in Las Vegas. It's just a demonic wasteland. You have a little bit Black of Blackheart's there. Blackheart. You get Doctor Strange. Damon Hellstrom. Damon Hellstrom. Mephisto for a minute. Yeah, um, it's it's one of those things where, like as More. I said, this is stuff you get hints of in Spidey, and they talk about every now and then in an issue. But it's nice to get like a lot of it, and it leaves something open that I'm pretty sure yeah, we're all, all going to hear about later. Yeah. Um, and then this also kind of branches over to Scarlet Spider. Um, you guys had told me to pick up Scarlet Spider if I liked Venom. I love Scarlet Spider. Like I, I would recommend that book to a lot of people. It's been a fun ride. Some great characters. Once again, great character development. Um, all of these side Spider-Man books are just turning out great right now. On a more negative note. We wanted to talk about Deathstroke and how it started out as not an amazing book, but as a fun book. Yeah. And it was a, a guilty pleasure book. In an, well, I wouldn't call it a guilty pleasure because it wasn't bad enough to be a yeah, guilty pleasure. True. It was a solid book. And the last couple arcs have been just really boring and well, it really came, dry. It all came to an end in issue 20. Like, that's just the lockdown. Like, they stopped printing it. But... What I liked De- when I liked Deathstroke best was these little mini arcs. They were like three or four issues. Deathstroke would get introduced to some merc or something. That or was, Lobo. Or Lobo. Mm-hmm. That would be <laughs> that would be like a total powerhouse built to kill him. And it was cool to see these new characters introduced that were fighting Deathstroke. It was just a straight guns blazing, fun time to read. And then they picked up. I think his name's Justin Jordan as the writer. Um, it got really wordy towards the end. The arcs became like these little like two issue. Deathstroke fights ninjas. Deathstroke fights on a train. Deathstroke does this. But there's not much fighting going on. It's yeah. all talking in a freaking Deathstroke book. And it's funny because we talked about how it got worse whenever uh, Justin Jordan started writing it. And then we looked at all the. We started talking about other DC books that we don't like, like. How New Guardians is starting to get yeah. kind of crappy and kind of too wordy. And then we talked about Team 7 and how bad and how wordy that was and how we couldn't even read past the first two issues. And then we start to notice that this <laughs> Justin Jordan is writing all of these books. Uh, as I said before, I love wordy books. Like, I can handle them. How can you when love them, though? I can understand. They have to be done right. Uh, okay. But when literally I have issues and it's painful for me to get Read through that Hellblazer. dialogue. That is a good wordy When book. it's painful for me to get through the dialogue, there's a problem. Well, like, Jeff Johns can get wordy sometimes too, but usually everything that he's saying is, is going to it's gonna be very pertinent information later in a story, like, twist or something yeah. like that. Like, I feel like some of the, I hate books where you get all this details just for this little two-issue arc 
that you don't you can literally forget it or probably not even read it and it doesn't freaking matter. And what, that's what I yeah. hated about Team Seven. You have Amanda Waller as an analyst on the team or whatever, and they approach this prison, and she spends four paragraphs talking about the damn security systems, and I'm like, I I don't care. I love technical details. I love cool military hardware stuff, but this is just boring. I understand. And Deathstroke started getting like that towards the end, and I I love Deathstroke. I wanted to see more of it. I wanted to see more of the family stuff involving his sons, and you kind of get a little bit of it at the end, but it's just not... It's a sad way for it to go out. Well, Deathstroke is a popular character, and I think we'll see him more. Maybe he... I'm looking forward to the Forever Evil issue. This... Maybe he won't get his own book, but maybe he'll definitely be in Teen Titans again for a big arc at some point. Um, well, issue... And maybe we'll see him in some other stuff. Issue 23.1 of Teen Titans next month is Deathstroke. Okay, one. so maybe we'll get a big storyline with him. Because, um, yeah, he's an awesome character. And he th- is. There's not a DC he deserves fan better. in the world who doesn't like him. He deserves better. Constantine He's got one better. eye. He's got one eye, guns, and stuff blows up. That's, that's all I can give a shit about. Let's move into video games. So, after Ricky talked so much about how much he loved that Last of Us, I finally played it and just finished it a couple days and ago. you cried. I did not cry, but I will say I came as close as one comes without crying. It, and I never cry. I think I can count on one hand how many times I cried in my life, including when the doctor slapped me on my ass. Like, I don't <laughs> cry. And, man, that is just... At the end of that book, that game, you just... You don't know what how to feel. You have so many, like, crazy pressuring emotions about yeah. what has just happened, and it's almost confusing. It's almost overwhelming. I need to play like, it. you're just like, oh, man. Like, what did I just see? Like... You never will play it. And you don't know how you feel about it either. Like, I want to agree with them. I want to say I agree with them, but then I want, I kind of don't, but then I kind of do. And it's just like. How many hours of gameplay was it? It's a good, at least 12. It's at least 12. Maybe, I would say more like 14. If you're taking your time and playing, and, um,. Like, searching every... Like, when I play a game, I always yeah. backtrack. I check every corner to get as much ammo, especially in a game like that where ammo is very I spend so much time in Bioshock just running around. Yeah, looking just for looking everything. for loot. Um, I might borrow it from you and see if I can finish it this week. Absolutely, man. It is a blast. And it, like, the character development... Like, I can't talk good enough about that game. It's moved into the top ten of all time, probably, for me. It's just... My goodness. Um, I picked Darksiders 2 back up. Um... We, we've talked, me and you have talked about it before, because, like, I'm a Darksiders fanboy. I, I like the first game. It wasn't, like, an amazing leap forward in gameplay, but I like, uh, they brought Joe Madura on to do it. Um, he's done a great job with the characters, the story. I love all that. The gameplay's secondary to me to the story. But Darksiders 2, um, I love the game, and I love the first parts of the game, but the problem is it gets this grindy, almost, I don't know, like, when you used to play Legend of Zelda games back in the day, the you remember what it's like when you're lost and you can't figure out where you're supposed to it's go? It's so frustrating. The I first one is the biggest problem. E- even with guides, I hit that problem a lot in Darksiders 2. And it, it's just something that's... I, l- I want to love the game so bad, and I want to play it more, but I get bored getting frustrated. We talked about it before, and on both the first one and the second one, I got about halfway through and just like and was just like, I'm not going to play this game anymore. The first one, it was because, like you said, I love the story. I love the whole mythical background. I love the plot. 
It's not super complicated, but it's interesting enough to definitely pique your pique your interest. Are great. The characters are great. The, the main character is great. You like him right off the back, and you're like, you're he's a badass, and you're on his side. That's and, what I like. Yeah, like, I like when a game grabs you and is like, you're on my side. And the thing about the cutscenes are cool too. The thing I hated about the first one is the, the gameplay, gameplay is, is good, but man, it got so repetitive. And after the first few chapters, I was like, I'm not. Like, I looked up how far I was. I wasn't like 40%. I was like, I'm not finishing this. Like, I was tired of mashing the same button over and over again. And then, and then on the second one, there's two the gameplay dungeons. was better. The second one, I at first, I was like, it, it looks better. Story is even cooler. Yeah. He's even cooler. You got all these new got abilities the that you didn't have. That's what I'm saying. Like oh, the man. graphics were awesome, and then you start to do a couple dungeons, and you're like, "Oh, that was kind of cool." And then you do about a million more dungeons, and then you look up where you're at, and you're not even halfway through, and there's literally twice as many dungeons left. And I'm like, "I am not doing all these it dungeons." It's it's, it's like the water temple every single time. It just gets boring and repetitive. And I love it. And like I'm my goal. I want to push through. I want to try to finish it. But yeah, it's it's hitting a point. But it, it's a game I'd recommend. Like I would say, try it, see how you like it. It's worth a rent. It's worth a try, yeah. Or a borrow, and then if you like it, then buy it. Cause yeah, I don't. Of course, by this point, you probably get Dark Souls two for twenty bucks. Uh, dude, it hit Steam sales for like ten bucks. Last well, I mean, time. even on console, yeah, I got it yeah. for like five bucks. I think. Yeah, it's it's fun. You've been playing anything different recently here, Drewster? Uh, yeah, I've been playing uh, a game called Papers, Please. Uh, I was laughing so hard when PC Gamer reviewed that. Like, it's such a fun, neat little puzzle game. Basically, you're this guy on the border of a fictional... Uh, like a Soviet country. Soviet almost. country, and you've got... It's a puzzle game where you bring people in, you have to check their passports or inconsistencies. And <laughs> to make sure they're not spies or something? Like, it, like if their town is like misspelled or something like that? Yeah. That's funny. It's um, a really fun game. But PC Gamer, like, I was laughing at their review because, like, as they talk about, it's such a simple idea. Like, that doesn't even sound like a fun game. But it is. But it's the little details, the little things, the little things that make you laugh in it. And I, I've really been wanting to pick it up. I've watched so many videos yeah. on it. I've also, uh, let's see here. I've been playing Soul Forge recently. It just went into open beta. Yeah, um, yeah I tried that at um, Gen Con. And I gotta say, it did pique my interest. And I meant, is it, it's on Steam, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's free to play. Um, I might check it out. You get a booster every day for playing. Oh, really? You, oh, really? Uh, for just logging in, Don't actually. tell me that, Drew. Don't tell me that, man. You I'm can... going to go waste so much more money, and I need that money for hero clicks. <laughs> okay. But it's uh, free, Austin. No! Yeah, but you can buy packs. <laughs> I have no impulse control. <laughs> the keyword is can. <laughs> See, I've been playing TF2 for like, what, yeah. 700 hours, and I can count how many crates I purchased on one hand. I can't. I know you yeah. can. I can't count on all my I haven't. I haven't spent any money on Soul Forge. It's good, but I just play it with my friend whenever I get a chance, and just... Yeah, I'll pick it up and uh, and I'll, I'll learn how to up. play it. We can Maybe we can play a few friendly matches. It's easy. Um, and also, I want to play some Street Fighter. If somebody will play some Street yeah, Fighter. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, oh, once I get off... You're I'm, a hard-working man, Drewster. I understand. It's, Dynasty Warriors announced their expansion. Nobody no cares. No one cares. cares. We're cutting Austin off. Nobody gives a shit about also, Dynasty Warriors. Get the hell out of here. Get this guy. <laughs> All right. Uh, on that note, let's, yeah. let's uh, hit our outro. Uh, guys, follow us on Twitter at DialH4, the number four hero clicks. Like us on Facebook at Dial H4, spelled out, Hero Clicks. 
And email us if you want to talk to us, if you want to ask questions that you want answered on the air, on our opinion on something clicks related or comics or games or whatever. Tweet us, man. Tweet us. Um, email us at dialh4heroclicks. Hell, That's just say hi. At gmail.com. Yeah, dude. We've had a lot of support. I We really appreciate, we love hearing from you guys. I like having conversations with you on Twitter. We met we met a big fan at, um, at Gen Con, Jeff yeah. Bozeman. Shout out to Jeff. Um, I was going to say, Phil loves just sitting there on Twitter all day answering stuff. He, um, yeah, shout outs to Phil for uh, working hard on Twitter, and I've been on there a lot too lately, um, answering questions, posting pictures, and, and talking to you guys. We love just, like I said, submit the builds for the best build contest, guys. It's totally free. It's easy. It's fun. I love building teams. When I'm bored at work, like I'll sit and just build teams for shits yeah, and gigs all the time. Someone needs to build me a broken ass team so I can stomp you guys. No, I don't think I'm going to do that. Um, I'll build your brother a broken ass team. Oh, I'm saying team. they need to oh. for the build contest. Yeah, so let's get some more teams in for this build contest. Um, that will be due Wednesday, and then the Dow design is due Saturday. But thanks for joining us, and we'll see you again next week with a uh, special guest, Phil Young. So thanks. Peace. For- Later. <laughs>